Okay, welcome to this month two of the Northern Invasion podcast. And with us this month, as ever, we've got myself, Stu West, joined by uh, Scott Smith, Nathan Watson, and Liam Watt. Hello. Okay, so today, uh, well, this month uh, we've got quite a lot to get through. Um, We've already had one um, little mini thing where we managed to speak to Donal about uh, destruction and the future of the Six Nations. Um, today we've got Artifact and Allegiance combos, we've been asked to do that, so we've each had a quick look at our various Grand Alliances and we're going to talk through a bit of that. Um, we've had a, a listener submit a list for review, um, so we're going to have a quick look over that one. Uh, we're going to look forward to the Howling, um, the pack, um, the our picks for being up there out of the lists, and then we're going to choose our uh, coolest army. Um, we'll probably then get a bit of a Six Nations update from Scott. Um, we'll look at the upcoming events and Masters qualification. And then uh, the boys will, will uh, give us a review from their experiences at Facehammer. So it's probably quite a lot to get through. So we may split it out down and um, put the Facehammer review out as a separate piece. But we'll see how quick we get through things. But I suppose before we get started, it'd be good to, I don't know, a bit of a hobby update. Games we've had, things that are... Uh, I mean, most people who can follow us on Twitter, I'll put Twitter handles in the show notes now. I can do the same about the um, any lists we talk about and things like that. Getting more more familiar with this technology, so you know, old dogs can learn some new tricks. <laughs> um, but I suppose hobby update from myself. Not been a great deal since the last one. Uh, I've built Manfred, so I'm uh, I've, I've done my three proper mortar hacks. Um, I'm not yet convinced by uh, by the ghost of the girl. Um, but I'm um, looking forward to taking Manfred out uh, for his first event next week. Um, I've took him to, I've played a game with him, but it was against Wadden, so whether or not it counts is is up for debate. Um, Did you win? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> it was pretty painful. It was only a thousand points, and I uh, I took Manfred two two twos of Harbingers, um, <laughs> and then two two units of Direwolves. Um, just the basics and yeah it was it was horrendously fast and the ambushings give you so much flexibility I'm I'm sure that there's a good night legion of night list out there whether or not Manfred needs to be there I'm only doing it for the love really taking him but uh, no I'm I'd I'd like to do a bit uh, play play some high level games and see how they do I think it's going to take a lot for me to actually get good with them because I think you need to get used to knowing how to deploy, what to put in reserve, what to put in the ground, and and tailor it depending on what you what the mission is and who you're playing. And maybe I'm I'm not in that place yet, but I think the Howling will be a good one for a, a good start. Aside from that, I've played a Nurgle game. Um, that was with my old mixed destruction list, and I got absolutely humped. I think it really really showed me that uh, the the new books are <laughs> so much better than the old stuff. I had a ragtag bunch of things and the Dreadmoor's just appalling now. It was always questionable but it used to have a 3 plus and then a 4 plus ward and now it only gets the 4 plus against the models uh, so it's not like a shrug after you've uh, done your save on a failed save. So they're just not resilient. It's only got 14 wounds and it's gone up in price. So has it changed actually? Yeah, it's awful. It's It used to be really good, really resilient. You used to be able to Mystic Shield it so it was on a two plus, and then if it failed that, it'd be a it'd be a four plus shrug. But now you only get the four plus if you've well, 
Yeah, you either get the save or the four plus against mortals, and it, they just die way too fast. Uh, so there's no way they're worth 460 points each. And it's a real shame, because I love playing with my Dreadmores. What were you playing um, against? I was playing against, um, I was playing against Nurgle. And again, it was, it was, uh, it was, let me think, it was a demon, a demon prince, um, some blight kings, and then some warriors. It wasn't a particularly, uh, tuned list in any way, but it just absolutely battered me. And yeah, I think it's just too much of a point to sink the, the Dread Mars, and I don't think I can, I can justify taking him out. If I play in the realm of beasts, that's when my maws are coming on the table, but uh, I can't see me actually composing a list and including them anymore. Uh, and the only other thing I've done is I, uh, I had a day of skirmish yesterday, which was right good against my five-year-old, and again he battered me. So <laughs> I, I got took apart, and, and I mean, I didn't even let him win. It was just uh, I played death, and he played a Stormcast Fire Slayer combo. So he just picked what he wanted. He had a, what did he go with? He went with a Castellan, four Retributors, and four uh, Berserkers, uh, like Volkites. And then I had, a, I don't know, 20 Skeletons, a Necromancer, and a Hexwraith. And, well, yeah, you can imagine how badly that went. I, did, I, did, I think I did two wounds on him in the whole thing. Um, we only did the first scenario, and it's when you break your opponent, so you lose a... I lost 10 models pretty quickly, and I had to kill five of us, and it was never happening. But that's pretty much me. That's my hobby and gaming. What about yourself, Scott? How have you been doing? Um, not a great deal, or in fact anything really, since Facehammer last weekend. Um, the build-up to it beforehand was just getting 10 Plague Bearers done from a summoning pool, because of their pack down there, you couldn't re- recycle models. Um... And, and since then, I've yeah, I've, I've actually got ten more to do for uh, the howling this weekend coming up. So just I don't need to because there's no there's the same rules not there, but I might as well. I kind of like having a separate um, something pool, and it that puts me on um, heading towards kind of using two units of thirty in the, in the future plus summoning. So it's it's all kind of part of the grand Nurgle plan eventually. So. I've got 10 of them to rattle off for Saturday, so that shouldn't be too bad. Um, I, I did have plans just before submitted lists on, what was it, Monday we submitted or Sunday? I can't remember. Um, Mike's okay. deadline, Monday, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I did actually initially submit a list that we sort of chatted through with briefly with Liam and, uh, and Nathan about going for uh, a 2.30 Plague Bearer list and using uh, Horticulous dropping the flies, which I've not done yet, but um, realised that that's way too much painting for me to get through in, in two weeks. So <laughs> went back to plan B and just tweaked the list slightly from um, from Facehammer to Howling. So um, no games since Facehammer. Nothing planned either this week coming up, to be honest. We, we kind of missed the club on Wednesday. It was a kind of bad night for everybody. Um, and that didn't go ahead. So yeah, brief from me. Um, I have been buying some daughters, however, so mm. pick, picked up a couple of Facebook lots and did some shopping at Element when we were down there. So kind of got enough to put together a 2,000 point list plus some options at the moment. Of course, nothing's painted yet, but um, that's the plan moving forward to try them out. 
Um, probably not before the FEQ comes in, but um, we'll see. Do you think you're going to try the? Have you broke out the airbrush yet? Oh yeah, I use that for the for the big, uh, great and cream ones, and for for plate bearers and the flies, to be honest. So. All right. Yeah. So you, you could potentially get through it. I've seen quite a lot. I don't know what your list is for your daughters, but I've oh, seen quite a lot of those snakes with like the lighter coloured bellies and the dark coloured uh, backs that yeah. seem to use the uh, the airbrush on and get through them pretty quick. Yeah, and you can you can do something with Marathi as well. Obviously, there's nice big wings and nice big mm-hmm. snake body there, but probably not for witch elves. And I I do want at least a unit of thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so... think we're gonna we're gonna look at a few of the winning lists from various places, and I think that daughters are in a good place at the moment. And I think that there is yeah. a there's a, a commonality in them blocks of uh, blocks of witch elves, isn't there? Yeah, but the, the, the clock's ticking till January. Yeah, <laughs> and GW get their their FEQ out. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Oh well. So, uh, what about yourself then, Liam? What have you been up to? Hobby. I've the hobby this- machine. Uh, about 15 black nights this weekend. Uh, had quite a few games in the last, including Face Hammer week, and this week I've had 14 games. So I've been quite busy. Uh, two games this week against their friend, practice for obviously the Howling. Uh, just a couple of games with that, with the Stormcasts. I submitted the exact same list I used the Face Hammer for the Howling, uh, just because it saved me having to paint anything except one skink that I'd seem to have lost at Face Hammer. <laughs> and then, obviously, this Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon for Nathan's Filth is required painting as well. Uh, other than that, not much. Just, obviously, just building away stuff as usual. Getting the great mass built and ready for new lists. Mm. Sorry, I'm eating a whisper. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to mute myself. How about yourself, Nathan? Uh, yeah, I've been doing quite a bit hobby. Um, didn't really do a whole lot on the run up to Face Hammer, but played seven games that weekend and two this week. Yeah, two this week. Um, playing with the, the zombie dragons, which are a lot of fun. Uh, painting a uh, Bloodseeker Palanquin and 10 Zombies for this week. But yeah, been good, pretty good. Nah, good. Quiet we'll week. Maybe, yeah. We'll maybe uh, touch on our lists when we go through all the other ones and don't know whether or not... Um, well, I know that one of our lists is in my uh, top three tips, so <laughs> we'll maybe have a quick look at that one. Um, okay, so that's grand. So, uh, Artifact and Allegiance combos. This is something we were... Uh, we were asked about from um, when we had, did a bit of a shout out and asked what people wanted to hear, and this was uh, pretty high up there. And a few people agreed and thought it'd be good to look at some characters and and uh, have us look at allegiances, artifacts, uh, you know, um, command traits and whatnot. So we've uh, we've gone away. We don't really know what we're doing, what each of us is doing. Um, what do you reckon? Should I kick off? give you my uh it's obviously not tailored and there's better out there i went with death <coughs> so i went with a personal favorite of mine which is a white king because um i i tend to take a white king in my list all the time um i take that over the um uh, over the vampire even though the command abilities is a similar thing 
um, mainly because of the resilience of it. Um, I like the the flat three plus save. Um, so I've, I've I've got a couple of couple of different White King builds here. I'll let you know. What, well, you can let me know what you think. But uh, the first one I've gone with is a Sacrament one. Um, mainly because Sacrament. I mean, you can't you can't really sniff out that extra. Um, on the four plus, you get to recycle units. It's really strong, and the plus one to cast is is pretty pretty good. Um, and one of the ones that I've had fun um, with my White King in playing is giving him Dark Acolyte. I've generally done this in smaller smaller pointage games, but I think there is a place for it if you're building a list around it. So you turn him into a caster, so you can take advantage of that plus one to cast. Um, you then um, sneak, uh, stick a sneaky Bailwind in there, which gives him a plus two to save um, when he gets that off. And then that can obviously... Um, well, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys might know better because I've not, uh, I've not used the new Bailwind. But does that give you? It gives you the plus one to save, and then do you also get the plus one for terrain? Because it's not the same. If you're on top not... of scenery, yeah, it becomes yeah. your base. So if you're so able you'd... to be on top of scenery completely as well, you get plus one. Yeah. Yeah. So you're on a one plus save pretty much there, and you've got full access to realm spells. And then the two main options for me in terms of um, uh, which artifacts I'd take. I'd either go for the Ignit scales just for the maximum defense. Um, so you've got the four, so you, you're on a one plus normal save and then a four plus against ward saves and having him, uh, sitting on a, an objective, um, and, and doing, doing his thing with the magic or a given the, um, the smoldering helm, which is, uh, something that I'm, I like, uh, I've got it on my general for, on my, um, White King for next week and basically then you, you're bouncing back mortal wounds on a four plus, and I think the key thing with this one, and one of the nice things about it, is that uh, the large base size with the uh, with the Bailwind means that potentially you, you can do a lot of damage to hordes. So what you've got is you've got your your guy sitting there on his one plus save, and then on uh, on four pluses, um, yeah, you you throw in mortal wounds back. So I think that's a a nice little option, probably. I mean, it's unlikely in a big game. It's you're going to pick the White King as your general, but um, I, th I think it's in, in a smaller game. It's something I've had fun with. Um, alternatively, the other one um, I look at Legion of Night, which I'm, I'm I've been running on and off now. I did a I did a, um, up here in Orkney. We had a an escalation type thing. We did Path to Glory, and I used a Death March with a and a white king as my as my general um so i've been i've been doing that and having a, a standard natural two plus basically well a three plus where you plus one in your territory from being legion at night uh is really nice then you put them on cover and so you've got the one plus save pretty much in effect anyway same without having to have any kind of a bail wind uh the way that i've been looking at that you can obviously do a similar build with um with sacrament and take the plus three to movement but when i have him in sacrament i, I like the um i like the option to have him as a caster because he's not naturally a caster but you give him swift form in night for the extra two and i always have the death march in there um well nine times out of ten uh, so then you're on you're on a plus six for your movement and um, so in effect you've got a a one plus save um a one plus save mobile uh piece which has basically got an 18 inch 
uh, flat movement. If you've got Lord of Bones, I use that to in, uh, enhance my Black Knights, um, which I, I never leave home without. I, I mean, I don't think I've took a Deathless without Black Knights in yet. Uh, I think they're really strong at the moment. I don't tend to go with the big units. I like the five. Um, and recycling it. They're so resilient now, and on the charge, they can really pack a punch. Um, and then the other option, I mean, what I tend to do is I give them the Betrayer's Crown, so I put them from Olgu, <coughs> and then you can throw a pretty resilient piece into a block, uh, automatically pretty, pretty much guaranteed to delete a third of the models straight away on the five-up roll for each model in the unit to, to do the mortal. Um, and you can use it as part of an alpha strike, really. If your Van Hells, your Black Knights... Do the Lord of Bones on them. Even a unit of five has a massively is massively effective, and most hordes you can take away any block um, if you've got that turn one um, with that much speed. Um, your Black Knights are moving uh, a good distance as well, a good sixteen inches. Um, you stick the Van Hells and Lord of Bones, um, and yeah, so cheap. Hundred and twenty points for the King, hundred and twenty points for the Knights. Um, you can pack a real punch and pretty much put them wherever you want. So that was my my two options for the White King. Um, I don't know. Before we go on to um, Scott for his, what what do you think? I mean, obviously there's plenty of options and there's there's more powerful uh, characters in the Death uh, Allegiance. Um, but what do you think of those those as options, guys? About yourself and Scott, what you, what your thoughts straight away on that? Um. I think about these other two guys. I don't know a lot about the death um, factions yet and the, and the items, so anything I see is just going to make a fool of myself, to be honest. <laughs> no worries. What about yourself, then, Liam? I mean, you, you've probably got even more tuned ones. This is just what I've had a, a bit of fun I playing do, with. I do. I totally agree with you, the White King. I definitely think he's a strong contender for the general. Uh, definitely giving him the spell. Just allows him obviously access to lords and he gets to pick what side he wants to play with. Uh, I'd probably, if it was me to make him more survivable, I'd be giving him like vile transference or something just to make him really hard to shift. Because then, like he says, the Ignat scales, you'd have a two up save, well, one up save, four up mortal wound save, and then he's going to heal D3 wounds every time he targets something within range. He's going to heal quite a lot with that uh, combo. And he's definitely the. The only downside from the I just don't like I the problem with the bail win for me is that it just obviously it, it makes him stay still, which I think the White King like on the steed is probably the best way because just for the speed and the ability to just be behind whatever unit he's wanting to power up or tag. Definitely like he says in the Death March he wants to just keep moving with the unit after the FAQ that he had to be wholly within twelve was kind of the big thing. But again the bail wins base being bigger, you'd be able to get probably two free turns out of that on one or two units, maybe not your key unit you're wanting to get in. Yeah, that's right. It, um, it, it's a totally different a different thing. Putting him on the bailwind, I suppose the way I've used it is I've just sat him on an objective. Um, and, and in any game, really, um, you'll, you, you'll often see me stick my White King um, on a, an, a hero, one where a hero claims, stick him on it so that he's on the one plus. Um, he's really resilient. They have to focus Mortal Wound output on him to shift him. Um, yeah. You put him next to a unit so that he's getting the the lookout, sir. And at the same time, then you're putting your 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 more robust pieces into something that you want to put it into before that goes to claim something. Um, I think especially in the new the newer missions where uh, 
the new writing where you can you can switch out your characters and and put in um somebody else a bit later on it's it's, it's quite useful that way yeah, the so. duality death being altered to that wording is very good yeah a lot of will probably miss it off of being player rather than unit or mod hero that has to claim it now it's rather the player holds it and then yeah. you just get stuck at points still yeah it's really good having a mobile piece that that's that's so resilient that you can move it where you need him um and as i say people have then got to either focus the shooting on him um and there's no guarantee they've either got to put something with high rend that you don't want going into your more fragile things like i tend to use more arcs or you don't want them uh, or, or they're going to have to throw the mortal wounds in so um if you've got thunder tusks coming around or if you've got a lot of change or something that they're having to focus on a a relatively low pointed piece yeah. um rather than getting stuck into something that that's going to do them damage so that's me so um cheers for that so what 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 about yourself scott yeah you were looking at nurgle were you not yeah it's, it's the only thing i can really speak with any <laughs> slight knowledge about to be honest is i've used it sort of basically since uh heat 2 what's that back in march now is it i can't remember but march or april um and i've not really played anything before that either so Nurgle's what I'll talk about um, it's going to be primarily demonic to be honest I've not tried the mortal stuff out yet I did um, I have picked up like the um, the lord the new lord on the on the drone to use lord of affliction um, he looks quite interesting maybe a little bit expensive you don't see him very often so but I'm, I'll stick to the demonic stuff as uh, really all I concentrate on is, is a great and clean one um, <clears throat> so my um, command trait of choice and I've used it totally exclusively um, there's a couple of nice ones in there there's, so there's six you can choose from um, the one I've used always is the grandfather's blessing so this is the once per game um, start your phase you can move the wheel one step forward or backwards um, as long as your general's alive so it's not it's not free wheeling you, you, you can't suddenly pick your um uh, effective choice from the wheel um, you can do that with the spell so that's where the kind of nice combos come in all, all Nurgle wizards know the spell it's cast in a 7 so it's, it's not straightforward to get off um, and with the spell you can rotate it freely to, to something else so that's where the tricks come in it's almost like a little insurance policy as well um, where you can perhaps later in the game dial it back to for example I tend to go for the plus 1 to wound quite a lot um, which is which is very useful in combat, obviously. So um, it's it's not for missile weapons, but that's not really a, that big a deal to Nurgle, to be honest. So that's the that, that's the command trait. The, the other one that I might use, uh, have a look around it. Um, to be honest, there's there's not a lot. <laughs> there's there's the resilient one. It's like an extra six up save. But to be honest, um, in combo with the trait, the grandfather's blessing, I. I I've most recently been, apart from Heat 2, I've been using the Endless Gift, which is the, um, what's called a demonic boon, but it's the same thing as an artifact, um, really. So it's, the Endless Gift is, um, excellent on the Great and Clean one. It's basically, you, during each player turn, you, you total up the wounds that you suffered from anything, and you just keep a little wound pool next to him. And in the Battleshock phase, you get a 4 up save against every single one of those wounds, so, um, and that's healed. And everything that's not healed is discarded, so it's, it's kind of lost from that turn onwards. But um, 
So he's got his four up armor save, he's got his five up disgustingly resilient save, and at the end of the turn, he's got this a four up uh, endless gift save. So he's pretty tricky to kill when this is all in play, unless you really focus on him. Um, he's, he's not totally invincible, and he does die, but more often than not, he doesn't. Um, so, that, so that four plus, sorry, that last one is that a once a game or is that is that no, like every turn? Basically? Every battleshock phase. So your your yeah. battleshock phase, my battleshock phase. So it's uh, it's it's really good for that. Combine that with the fact that he's got his four up. Sorry, uh, healing D three wounds every uh, yeah. one of my my hero phases, and more often than not, he's got Festus sitting next to him. We're on a two up in the hero phase. He can heal D three wounds again. He's just um, you know, if it all works, he's he's very difficult to kill. So that's mm-hmm. the kind of that's the kind of combo I use most of the time. I did try the Wither Stave as opposed to the Endless Gift, first of all, um at Heat Two. Uh, and with the Wither Stave that's a reroll sixes to hit from enemy units while they're within twelve inches of the bearer. So the Great and Clean one that's quite a big um you know, sort of diameter on the on the battlefield. He's got a big base, so that's that can come as a play as you sort of slam into the middle of the of the army potentially, or at least hanging back a little bit. And you know, it can affect quite a lot of things. And it won me a game at Heat Two where I played an old Night Haunt and quite a heavy Spirit Host army where it just neutered most of those units of Spirit Hosts from their from their six up um, extra extra wounds um, attack. So um, it's probably of more use to a um, a skilled player. Um, you know, where they don't need the the extra insurance policy of the of the endless gift, but you, you do see it out quite a lot. The weather stay. That's the two you see mostly from from the demonic side of things. Um, but I, I can't look past the endless gift just now. It's just great. He just uh, he just doesn't die. And then when you when you run him with like Rotigus, you've got two tanky, big, great and clean ones. And like with many things, if you don't focus on one of them, then they both just heal up the little bits that you've done to them. So. Um, I do love my fatties. Yeah, I did. A, I went up against you at Agom, didn't I, with it? And I remember yeah. throwing half yeah. of my army into him, and it well, was just doing absolutely nothing to him. He was coming back so fast. Yeah, and, but uh, then, then your secret weapon came out. Well, yeah, well, well, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't normally put her into the fight, but um, you, you forced me into it, and and it was basically on the roll of a dice, wasn't it? So, so yeah. this is me. Uh, normally, I have Neff sat behind, um, just doing the debuff thing, and. And hitting things with magic, and but it got to the stage where I knew that I was going to lose this game unless I got rid of that unclean one, and things weren't looking great for me. So I, I pushed her in, and there you go, she she nicked you with a blade, and then uh, out came the sex. So yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter if you've got all those uh, all that resilience nope. if uh, if you on a roll of a dice you die. I mean, yeah, people overlook her really, don't they, for Arkans curse of years, but um. That roll of a six, it's it's massive. It's uh, it, yeah. it really it, it it won me that game. I think so. it did because it, it was a good tanky game, and but you, that that kind of sealed that side for you, didn't it? So it was a, yeah, it was a nice one. Um, the one thing, the other the other artifact I would talk about that you see a lot is is from the the Rockbringer table, and that's you will see this on the Lord of Affliction or um, most likely Lord of Affliction. That's the Rustfang, where the way this works: start the combat phase, you pick a unit within three. And you subtract one from the save rules for the rest of the battle. So it's kind of like Festus' spell. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just happens, obviously, it's, it's, it's automatic. But you can't stack it on the same unit. However, it's still got a lot of use if you're, uh, if you're clever with it. 
but I've not tried it yet. Uh, but you, that, that's when you do see around, and um, certainly there's a list at the um, at the Howling that's running it with Paul's Blight Sist. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good looking army that one. I I, yeah. I had a look over, and I mean the only thing that. Obviously, if he goes up against one of the debuffing armies, um, yeah, it's going to be a pretty poor experience for him, I'd imagine. He's got a lot of eggs in that um, Blight King basket there, but yeah. it's a great looking army, and um, I'd like to, you know, against against the right opponent, he's gonna he's gonna do some serious damage. He's, he's maybe not got the right opponent. Game one, however, who's he got? Game one, Nathan. Oh man. <laughs> Well, but the Vikings do on sixes. D6 doesn't hits. matter, does it for you? But does it does it work when they're minus two or three to hit? No, no, it's, it's, no. It, it's not been uh, AOS two'd, unfortunately. No, yeah, but I hope it does. <laughs> I'm sure it will in the FAQ. I'm sure. Quite happy uh... that it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a real pain. I don't think it causes a negative experience. I think it's more of a luck thing. So I don't think it will. I think that was the issue. A lot of the things that have been changed to. Unmodified sixes people had problems with, like Skyfires back in the old days when they were a two plus to do mortal wounds, d3 mortal wounds each, and that when you were able to like stack Lord of War and all the bonuses to hit damned and things like that. Yeah, like that's, that was the issues previously. Yeah, and I think that the um, well, I I think that it'll go to the unmodified. It's same as Night Haunt, really, isn't it? I. I uh I felt really bad on a couple of the opponents I were playing um before the book came out who had the night haunt lists. Yeah, they were and, pretty um, much unplayable if you versed anything that had a negative to hit on yeah. there, which was a real shame. Yeah, it's the same with the flayers. I remember I played you at a, an event and uh, Scott and stuck Neff again in the center of the board with the big with the bubble. Yeah, you doing it was was it border wall the one where you coming down the table and um. I don't know which one it was where you've got the two remember. on the center line. You've got one in your your uh, territory and one in the other person's. It yeah, might have been. that's border war. And then either I that just, or battle for the pass. Yeah, and I just stuck uh, Neff in the middle, debuffed, and you hit me with all your your flares, and it was just it was soul destroying for you. I'm sure to see all those sixes doing nothing. It, it was also the. Yeah, the skeletons, <laughs> waves of skeletons coming at me with Van Hells. That was the first time I really experienced that. So, yeah, but I was playing it wrong as well. To be fair, <laughs> yes, you, you guys were, yes, pulled yes, me yes. because I'd been playing for a good year of uh, Van Hells just lasting until my next hero phase. So, I should just have all my results scraped, scratched basically <laughs> before that point. Uh, would, would I change that game? That's for sure. No. Ah, cheers for that. Um, so, is there any any particular? Other bits to that, or anything else that you want to mention on that? No, no, not for me. I don't know. Liam might have a lot of input on Nurgle. He he played them quite a lot briefly, but um, uh, I know yours was again more demonic as well. But uh, would you change anything on that, Liam? I I like I prefer the Wither Stave. I think it gives a defense to everything else. Same in the I army uh, because like when playing bitters, are like minus one to hit in combat, and your opponents who roll sixes. If your opponent's on a four to hit, not before that. They just lose so much of their output. Like definitely, like when I played Fire Slayers, I versed a couple of Nurgle armies at the beginning of the year. Your damage output just dropped. You just you couldn't do anything. You would just be begging for fives because obviously you're not re-rolling them, and that would be all you'd be hitting with. Yeah. Is that the same with the daughters? The daughters list where because they 
the one where they, um, if they roll sixes, um, it's it's on sixes after re-rolls, but before modifiers, isn't it? Uh, the they're not modified, yeah. Yeah. So, so at least if you're making them re-roll those sixes, it's uh, it's it's quite useful again. Definitely, there's a lot of like again, like you say in the middle match, if you're versing like Blight Kings, making them re-roll their sixes is just so helpful. Because mm-hmm. it's not yeah. that they might just want to hit, and they would still be even on unmodified to be hitting. You're at least just you're pretty much betting on yourself getting rid of them rather. So like example, like Spirit of Host, hit on fives, six attacks each. One goes through on a six, you get rid of it. It's then only its chance on re-rolling is a five up to actually hit you again. Yeah. It's the one thing giving me fear for my first game. He's got the Wither Stave on his yeah. great uncle man. And for me, the Endless Gift wouldn't really be that big a problem because I would yeah. just ignore him. But Rerolling sixes on the zombie dragons where the majority of their attacks hit on fours. It's, uh, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Oh well, so, so what's your, uh, what's your, um, your build that you've looked at then, Nathan? Um, I've been kind of in the headspace of Deepkin lately. Uh, so my favourite combo at the moment is, uh, Eidolon of the Storm. With Cloud of Midnight, with a Tidecaster as the general. Um, I'm looking to include one just because if he's got the Cloud of Midnight, it gives you a kind of scalpel tool that you can throw into the enemy, and it has a kind of similar function to Doppelganger Cloak for one turn. You can deactivate a unit so that it can't target you. So you can do that in the combat phase, or you can do it in the shooting phase by putting him as the closest model and then activating that at the start of the phase, meaning that he is the closest model, meaning he's the only one that can be shot at, but then they can't target him. So it just turns off an army's full shooting for a turn. Um, Or you can do it in the hero phase as well uh, to make him untargetable for magic. Uh, If you don't flip the tide, turn one, he could have a two plus armor save. And again, you can do the similar thing where you put him at the front of your army and deploy behind him and then he's the only unit that can be targeted by any shin. Um, he also can retreat and charge, so you can get him into some pretty cool places. He moves really fast. Uh, decent attacks. I think he could probably take out most sort of small heroes on his own. Small footprint, so you can get him into little corners of units and make them have inefficient uh, combats um, yeah really 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 cool tool that I don't think many armies have a sort of unit that can do that much just one model it is a quarter of the army right enough but I just think that he's pretty baller yeah he is it's 400 points isn't he yeah is that 400 yeah yeah, yeah. You can give him some other artifacts as well, like um, Ethereal Amulet would be quite cool, or even the Doppelganger Cloak would be a pretty cool uh, artifact to give him. Um, He doesn't end up being your general. In my eyes, anyway, you always take a Tidecaster general, even if you don't want to always flip the tides. 
Um, the more I've been thinking about it, there's some matchups I wouldn't flip the tides. I would uh, take the high tide turn three so I can get cover turn one. But um, I, I just think that he's one of the best Deacon tools that you can take at the moment, even though he probably isn't as efficient as just taking more eels. I think that he does a lot more for you um, and would encourage you to do more efficient things with your eels instead of just throw them away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Phil McGuinness coming up next week, I've noticed that um, he's got he's got the aspects yep. of the storm with the, the amulet as well the, to make it immune to rend, obviously. Yep. I'll and talk again, more about his later because I picked him uh, right, as a, a cool list, yeah, but that is almost identical to my list. Um, okay. He's got one model different from the right. list I'm looking to take. But yeah, uh, that's a really good list. I think that for the Spellweaver. The Spellweaver, yeah, I would take yeah. two Soul Scryers. Double uh, up the Soul Scryers while you can. <laughs> take the, okay. the plus six to charge. Alright, good stuff. Um, what about yourself then, Liam? What's your, uh, what's your tip for the masses? Uh, I've at the moment been playing with Stormcast the last couple, of, well, two weeks. Uh, my fa- the one I've been using for my actual own list is uh, is the one I'm favouring at the moment. Is uh, you have to take the Stormhost of Hammer of Sigmar, uh, Lord Arcanum of the Griff Chargers, your general. Uh, he's got the trait of We Cannot Fail, which units wholly within nine get a six up, ignore a wound or mortal wound save, uh, which is just one of the best. I've seen, I played against someone at Facehammer who had the Doppelganger Cloak on their Lord of Canon, which just again lets him tag into combat and he gets ignored until he actually wants to hit, which just makes him more uh, reliable. I could also, see, I've also could see uh, people doing the same with even a Star Drake, because I know a lot of people are like an idea of chopping a unit apart. Putting the Doppelganger Cloak on him means he couldn't be targeted until everything is around him's attack pretty much is what your aim would be. Yeah, that means they're pretty piled in, and then he's going to chew some models out of their unit. Uh, and then obviously they're going to lose half the unit when it comes to battleship checks. Uh, was the one I was thinking of the most. Uh, again, Stormcast have so much actual good options. You've also got Staunch Defender as the other good command trait, which units wholly within nine uh, get plus one to their armor saves if they've not charged which is really strong now because it can stack with cover, so you can have quite a lot of your army on like a 1 plus save just by being either in cover and bonus of this or a Lord Castellan's uh, lamp. It's a shame nobody takes that Stunch Defender. You never see it. it must be. I, played ag- I played against it. Uh, <laughs> I played against it actually on non-Star Trek. I played against it. Yeah, I was being sarcastic. <laughs> you always see Stunch Defender. <laughs> it was good to see it on something that wasn't a Star Trek, though, because yeah. it allows what, for what so many points. It was a Lord of Canem. You had the Lord of Canem with... Uh, the, uh, he was no Stormhost, so he had Stunch Defender and then had Doppelganger Cloak on him. So he's always going to get to attack sort of thing as well, which is quite big. I do like the idea of it on like even a Great Swarm Templar, which would be the... Uh, he still gets, obviously, the mouth attack, which means you still get to pick three models out of a unit, if he wishes. You could definitely do that as a sneaky trick of someone charges you and then they can't hit you, and then you're like, oh, you've piled in. There's a gap. You're not going to... You're going to lose nice. half your unit. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's grand. I think that's been right useful. I've, uh, I've enjoyed... Uh... 
I've enjoyed doing that, and and if it's if it's if it's beneficial to people, if uh, if um, if they want us to cover some different allegiances and things, we could. If they want, do if people thing, want to ask us for an allegiance, they would like to see. Um, yeah, definitely. If, if someone chooses an allegiance, and we all choose what one for that allegiance that we like, and obviously if is one we all pretty much agree on, obviously means it's maybe obviously our strongest idea, or one we all do like. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. And I'll make you go and read them other books as well, which. I'd say you really, might find a you yeah. might find a cheeky ally that you didn't know existed, or yeah, get some army lust. Yeah, the other one I had uh, is obviously I think is it's quite common at the moment. There's a guy local news in it uh, was the uh, I forgot his name. That's the model. Sure. Huh? <laughs> no. Tenembo <laughs> uh, Shard. Um, oh yeah, having him with the legendary fighter trait, which gives him an extra attack, and having sort of judgment on him, so he's then going in with seven attacks. Yeah. If he's obviously rolled his four up, he's obviously going in with seven attacks on five ups, hitting a hero with d6 model wounds, which is quite big. Who's running that? Then I've got. Uh, Byron was running that one, but yeah, Kip yeah. had a version of it, but he didn't have them as the. General. Oh, of course, he had that in his uh, order. Johnny's uh, running it at the Howling. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, he's sort of judgment on the Megaboss. Megaboss, yeah, Mega so The Megaboss has six attacks <laughs> with a chopper, and then he has three command points, so you could want three times, so it would be nine attacks, and then he's got a War Chanter to give him plus two to hit. So on a four plus, it's doing D6 Mortal Wounds with nine attacks. Could you get the bigger <laughs> one as well, if he's got... Yeah, if, if there was enough units, it could be bonus attacks if he rolls a six. Yeah. Basically, in every play test game that I've had with him, he's never got to do it because I always just try and kill it first. But then again, <laughs> that is a distraction as well. Yeah, but it's terrifying. But he'll catch folk out with it that, that aren't you. That probably yeah, he'll difference. catch folk out, and then even if he's playing someone that's smart, they need to play around it. It's you a need to watch point. out because yeah. he can move fast. Like yep. he's in destruction move, and then he's getting his move, and then he's charging. Yep. And he could, again, he, he can be right across the board. Yeah. So I've got a question here for you, and let me know if this is that, but I've been thinking about this for a while since this came out. Um, basically, the Sword of Judgment, uh, the the way it's written, and I've got I've just gone and fetched the the um, the book, is that you pick one of the weapons to be the Sword of Judgment, um, hit the hit roll uh, for an attack with that weapon against a hero or monster is six plus. That attack inflicts d6 mortal wounds and the attack sequence ends don't make a wound or save roll. Now, I was reading through the um, the core rules about where it tells you to um, about making your attacks and now it basically you, you can choose to roll um, all your attacks at once as it says but when you're reading the actual beginning bit of the core rules it does in effect tell you to roll one at a time do you think that there's any way that that's initially been envisaged that it's just the first time it, it, it makes a successful hit of that? It does the mortal wounds, but you're not necessarily getting all seven attacks or whatever. Do you think it was always intended to be every single attack's got the potential to do the wounds, or do you well, think it's, that it's all just that not attack, All that attacks is that weapon. That would be my argument. A lot of it, like, because obviously the intention is you roll a weapon, each weapon separately, which is easier but again a lot of folk if you're 
if a unit had two weapons on it and they all both hit the same way, the same way, sorry, why? Uh, same way, you'd uh, you just get two coloured dices and go. Well, that's that's the hand weapon and that's the great sword or something in the unit, and you just roll them together because if they all hit on the same profile and one's just got rend, there's no real difference. Yeah, no, I get that. It's just the way that it's written and it just says that if the attack's successful, I mean, it's just a damn way. I just don't know why it didn't say it does d6 mortal wounds, and we all know what a mortal wound is and how you you. You resolve mortal wounds. So. They've reworded a lot of things to do this whole this step now ends so you stop stop where you are after making a hit roll and then you don't have to, it says you don't make a wound or save roll. This is their new uh, kind of way of writing all of them because it's it's in one of the new books as well. It's in the Nighthawk book for all the uh, the spectral attacks. All the, it, I noticed that it's in the, um, the Therageist so a Terrorgeist now, when you roll the six with the, the more, it says um, you just stop. But then it doesn't declare it as being a mortal wound. So no, it just wounds. It, it, so that's it. So you don't get a mortal wound save there, do you? Whereas this one, um, this one says it inflicts these six mortal wounds and it ends don't make a wound or save roll. Yeah. Which which is just, it's just an odd one because the Terrorgeist says um, the... It, it does the damage. No, don't he does a wounds wound save yeah, roll. They don't get a save roll against his wound, so he does six wounds after a save, technically. Is Which is mass. It's massive because a lot of things get an extra save against mortals, don't they? Which they're just not getting now. So that Terrorgeist thing really does. It, it's it's so powerful compared to other um, other like mortal wound attacks or whatever because you just don't get a save at all. Unfortunately, for all the books that have came out this year so far have a save after a save. Every single book this year has it built into their army somewhere. Yeah. Right, it's Every an interesting one, of them, one. Which, is, which is just encouraging the issue that you've just said there of rolling, getting a save after a save, which is kind of the idea of what the terror guys were supposed to get past, was he would ignore yeah. everything, but now they're getting a ignore, save, ignore damage uh, roll. But the Sword of Judgment one, it does specifically refer to it as mortal wounds, doesn't it, rather than just wounds. Yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah, I think there's just maybe a couple of inconsistencies across the board, so it'll be interesting to see see how that irons itself out. But no, that's a massive, massive combo, and I think Sword of Judgment's is going to be in a lot of places. We've decided um, taking a, a leaf out of um, the, the Warlords book, where they all went um, the fire. Well, the boys from Orkney um, next season. So from Tempest until the end of next year, we're all just going to play Realm of Shadow, um, and we've decided as a group that that's the one we're going to go with. So um, all taking the sword of judgment. <laughs> well, no, I, I've not got it in any of my lists um, yet. Yet, yeah. Um, but no, I've not. I've not got it. Um, I do quite like the idea of it on a, a abhorrent ghoul king on the terrorgeist. I think it'd be. Quite I like good the one in foot. The one in foot gets an extra attack. Yeah. As well. But the the one on the back of the the terrorgeist, you're doing the more attacks, which are massive, and then you're potentially getting the five attacks from the terrorgeist, which is uh, doing the more wound, uh, doing the sword of judgment ones. So yeah. The double You've made a, 
a similar decision in the area, and we are all going to pick the realm that's the strongest. <laughs> every turn. <laughs> whatever the meta says is. Yeah, good. whatever the meta says, I'll copy it. Um, <laughs> Netless Nathan, that'll be my new name. Ah, well, you, yeah, we, don't, we, we don't get the net up here, so obviously Netless Santa thing. <laughs> is that so, why the internet keeps failing? Is that how we get by calling? <laughs> Everybody's down the corridor. They're not allowed. Uh, they're not allowed to be choking the bandwidth while I'm on here. So nobody boil a kettle. <laughs> <laughs> have a power cut when somebody boils a kettle, right? So anyway, talking of uh, talking of not net lists, we've got this uh, this list to review that's been sent through from a listener, which is another thing that we got asked um, if we'd if we'd do and. I've got a couple in, so we've decided to do our first one today. So do you want me to read it out, and then we'll probably defer to yourself. Uh, well, uh, Liam and Nathan, who are the uh, probably the more astute filth-wise and, and tactically um, out of us to sort of break it down a bit and uh, see how it works, what's strong, and maybe anything that could be dealt with better. So I'll read you through it. So this is um, Allegiance Corn. So it's a Blades of Corn list. So it's 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 starting off with a uh, with somebody you don't often see in in a corn list. So it's got Archeon up at the top of the list there. Um, he's not the general though. We've got a Lord of Corn on Juggernaut as the general with Violent Urgency, uh, Talisman of Burning Blood, and then we've got a Blood Secretor with the Brazen Rune. We've got a Slaughter Priest with Blood Breath Blessing. Um, of Killing Frenzy, sorry. Um, then we've got another one with Killing Frenzy. And then we've got uh, one with Bronzed Flesh. Then we've got five Blood Warriors, 20 Reavers, 30 Letters, Corporal Grims. So it's uh, it's only 111 wounds. It's got an extra command point, which will be coming from the Gorpil Grims. But I'll, I'll, I'll hand this over to yourself, Liam, to start. Do you want to talk us through this? What what's strong about it? What's probably could be done better? I'm just having a look at it. the Lord of Corn, the Lord on Juggernaut uh, is a really good command ability targeting three units uh, to give them reroll ones on the charge uh, plus one a wound on the charge, which obviously is quite a good combo. Obviously, with Archeon's sword. I'm um, just having a look through it. The Brazen Ruin obviously gives that blood scare protection from mortal wounds and he's gonna be on cover so he's gonna be on a two up save. And then he's gonna be on a two up mortal wound save until he chooses to ignore a spell. I'm just having a look at the killing frenzy. I'm not sure what that blood blessing does. I think that's the It's the plus one to it uh, plus one to hit, is it not? Plus one to um, hit, is it, yeah. And it stacks. Yeah. I think you see it quite all often. The pra- all the prayers stack, I think, still. Bronze Flesh is the armour save. I think that the Killing Frenzy, you throw it onto the blood letters so that they're yeah. doing the mortals on a 4+, plus instead of a 6+, plus. because yeah. you stack at the 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The yeah. thing I feel he's missing is a Blood Stoker for the plus 3 run in charge, which... It is very good on Archeon just because it allows him to obviously not fail that charge when he goes in. Or makes the blood letters obviously plus three as well. And just looking at. I'm not sure he actually needs the blood letters. I know obviously his idea is to combo all the uh, players onto them and make them 
strong, but they just don't survive because they've only got five of armor or anything that goes into them and hits them before they get to hit. They just die. They literally you'll lose easily ten to fifteen of the unit, which then they've lost their bonuses without the slaughter brief busts because they're all on threes and fours. The players, so it's not like automatic like what uh, the witch brew is from Daughters of Cain, which is their strong one. I feel that obviously it's li- it feels really low on bodies. Uh, Archeon's good in the game because obviously there's a lot of Nurgle armies kicking about, so he gets obviously all the buffs from that, and he he's ignored by all of their debuffs pretty much because all their the wheel all the negatives don't affect Nurgle either, so it just means Archeon kind of gets to sit and uh, be really good and really strong. Uh, there's no allies. I would probably, if it's me, I quite like, if you're playing the realms, I would ally in the Gauntlet Summoner with the, from the Ever Chosen section. He's 180 points, but he's going to get cast two spells at plus one a cast, which means two realm spells that you're going to get the option of. Again, if you're talking of realm spells, uh, on Bloodlighters and things like that, Stoke Rage and things like that from the Realm of Fire is really good on them, giving them plus one to wound and charge. Uh, or again on Archeon making his sword at Slayer of Kings, that would make it on fives. Uh, Lord of Corn on Juggernaut's going to then make it on fours if he wants. So on fours and a charge, uh, on four higher to wound, he's going to obviously instant kill whatever hero he's uh, near. That's kind of where I'd be going. I also like Wrathmongers. I don't know why he's not got any of them in. I feel that they're really strong now because you have to attack them, which obviously previously you didn't. Uh, yeah. I feel he, I feel he might have. He's very heavy on heroes that aren't actually doing anything for the army. The slaughter priests are all there, obviously, to start their prayers, but they're not really buffing your most expensive part, which is Archeon. They can, but then that means that your bloodletters aren't doing anything. You kind of that's when I played Archeon. You kind of went all or nothing onto Archeon. You just chuck everything you can on him, and then he goes in and either slay stuff or he doesn't uh, yeah. doesn't seems like he's been pulled in two directions like I played against the Gore Pilgrims in first edition quite a lot um, so the way that that works is if you've got the Slaughter Priests within range of the Blood Secretor you can increase the range of the Blood Secretor's yeah. banner yeah so it can be plus what six, uh, plus 18 inches yeah because yeah. he's got three Slaughter Priests so, so going to be like a massive bubble where everybody needs to re-roll spells when they cast, and it makes your army Battleshock immune, yeah. but then it doesn't do anything for Archeon really. It was a one um, attack extra but Yeah, because you need, you need one to two units of Blood Warriors and one to two units of Blood Reavers in the formation, so for me I would be filling the formation and then taking yeah. Wrathmongers. I'd be taking... I would be taking a couple of units of... Because obviously corn work off, like we say now, of killing stuff more... Yep. I would just be MSUing it. So was it two units of five blood warriors you could have in it, and then heaps of units of reavers? Just literally max out on yeah. what you get because and then you'd be just... summoning loads of blood letters and stuff to the table. The big damage output is actually the slaughter priest though, because they get the same as the relictor. They get a prayer from the book, yeah, and then they get the prayer on their on their card, which is d6 mortal wounds, and they get to re-roll it in the formation. Blood so, wounds, yeah. Yeah, they, they could toss out 3d6 mortal wounds quite reliably, and it's not that bad a range either. And then they've also got... What Burning the, Blood do? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what that one does. Because, oh, again, I would feel of just... Again, we just talk about it. I would just swap that out for Sword of Judgment. 
Yeah. You're getting an extra attack with the Blood Secretor, and you've got an ability in your army to stack command points. Well, mm-hmm. stack uh, plus one to hit. Plus one to hit, yeah. So on fours, you'd be going in on fours, being able to sort of judgment something. I think he gets four attacks basic with the hammer or the axe. Uh-huh. Talisman of Burning Blood is uh, add one to any run rolls you make for the bearer and con units from the army that are within eight. In addition, add one to charge rolls um, to the bearer and anybody within eight. So it's just giving you plus one to run and charge. It's not bad. No, it's, not, it's, you, it's not really worth it for, for what? Because, again, it's how far distance? Nine, did you say? Eight. Eight. Because yeah. again, if he's he's if you're not using him for combat, he's just going to be left behind. That's his problem. Corner in a really good place now in second edition because they have the ability to take loads of bodies. They've got really good summoning, and they've got a reliable anti magic as well. If they take things like the flesh hounds and the blood secretor, yeah. But they also have like wrathmongers are good now, which is awesome, but. The new piling rules, any co- that's why combat armies are doing so well right now. Like the reliance on being able to get into combat quite easily and then just getting into really, really janky positions with the three inch piling not being locked in place when you touch bases. It's just like you can envelop your whole army around the enemy much easier now. Like Darren Watson was doing really well with them and it wasn't got, like yeah, if you, you look at it on paper, it wasn't, it didn't look amazing, but like he was fairly reliable with them. Yeah, I've I've been looking into Khan again. I've I've been working on mine, and yeah, I'm I'm certainly building up an army at the moment. I'm torn for next year what I'm going with. Um, so I'm kind of hedging my bets and I'm building three different armies at the moment. There was a council of bloodlust that did really well at uh, Nova. Yeah, it won Nova, didn't it? Yeah, I think that had a lot of. A lot of stuff in, didn't it? Yeah. It's still mm-hmm. one five, four out of five games. Five, five, out, five out of six, yeah. Quite good yeah. for a list that no one else would obviously think it would do. I think it's it is a list in there definitely for. I've got three bloodthirsters that are pretty much built now. One one finished, two two need finishing painting, and I've got the blood hunt with them as well. Um, so that's. I think that there's there's a lot of options we can't. I think it's good. I played against them at Six Nations, and it really revitalised my interest when I when I got to see what they could do now. So yeah. Unfortunately, I think that out of the four gods, it's the last one that you take Archeon with, though. Like mm-hmm. just straight out of the book. Yeah. Because Slanesh are probably my third position. I, I still like Zinch with uh, Archeon. But Nurgle definitely seems to be the best to play. Nurgle is probably the strongest. Just there's also a lot of healing in Nurgle for him. Yeah, because yeah. Zinch is good for the Slayer of Kings, obviously, isn't it? With having yeah. those Destiny dice. It's more uh, actually. Is what I like about him is uh, when he's in Zinch is the actual the spell that gives him plus one hit, plus one wound, which he just loves because it just makes him hit on twos with most of his weapons and. Wound on twos and threes, which is just so strong because I've played him and he has deleted units on his own. The free damage from Slayer Kings is just so good. So what 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 benefits does he get from being with Khan then? I mean, what 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 good is it to him? Because it used to be the case that you know if you're in a Khan list, you you get a, an army wide 
uh, buff to something. You, if, if he was getting extra attacks as standard, then you could see it being great. But you can ally that in though. Yeah. To other factions, I think. You yeah, Nargle's on the biggest yeah. window uh, for. Uh, it can take Corn and Slanesh mm. in its allies, but obviously Corn doesn't get access to the back, the back way, sort of thing. Yeah. That's what happens when you're the first book. Yeah. Ah, well, this, they'll be back. Um, it's quite a while now. It's 18 months it's been out, isn't it? I think it's I remember it. Okay. Well, no, that's good. I think that's a, a bit of bit of feedback and some thought for them. And I think the thing is, if you've got the Corn list already there and you... If you if you're big into chaos, having Archeon painted and built is never a bad thing because it's his options across the board, isn't he? And you know, you never it's never gonna it's never gonna uh, be redundant at the moment where we are and the price of him's not not ridiculous for what you get and I think um I think if you ever decide to go um with one of the other allegiances you've got in there and providing you don't go wild and paint him up all Red and brass. I think he's probably in a good place. Definitely. Yeah, and it was it was nice to see that towards the end of um, AOS one, Liam, you ran Archeon, didn't you? And sort of play touched, but there was a little brief surge of Archeon, um, and it's nice to see he's not totally going away either. Because you never you never saw him before, did you? He struggled uh, first one just because there was no way really of. Getting them reliable on the board. When the Nurgle boot came out, it really yeah. buffed them up. Obviously, the run and charge thing is so strong. Okay, thank you very much for that. Um, so, we're on to the howling section. So, uh, Scott, do you want to give us a few words on uh, on the pack and and let the people who are not coming along uh, know what it's all about? Cool, yeah. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll keep this quite brief. We've got lots to talk about. But, and maybe we'll get Mike on later to talk about it after the, after the event. But and some of his thoughts but um, I'll just quickly go through the scoring and the missions and the Realmscape features that he's, he's picked out so um, it was all kind of chosen in advance pretty much but the the scoring you get 20 for a major 13 for a minor, 10 for a draw 7 for a minor loss and 0 for a major loss so um, I'll just mention that because you do see a bit of spread in event scoring and we know the just play guys are pushing their particular Flavor of scoring, and there's, there's there's lots out there. But anyway, just 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 so you know. Um, What's the difference between this and the just play one then? So their favoured one, and Liam will correct me on this. I think is thirty for a major, fifteen for a minor, and then I think it's ten seven zero after that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There, so, yeah. So yeah, they is, they don't want to give more than half for a minor. Was their idea? And the draw should not be half the points of a a big a major win because you could then win four games major and then lose one game and then someone that has like three major three majors and two minors gets higher than you, which was their right. argument. Yeah, so there's a few there's a few theories out there, and I've got I've got my own thoughts for going forward with Tempest next year. So we'll but we'll, we'll we'll come on to that later, um, a later episode. Yeah, no, that'll um, be good. But onto onto the mission. So Mike did these in adv- well, first of all, he did the he did the realms first, and that was in the pack. <coughs> so game one's going to be in the realm of fire, actually. So all the spells and all the command abilities, if there's more than one, are, are in play. So that means. 
access to lovely uh, Inferno Blades again, everybody. Woohoo! Yay! And so great. Probably won't get to use it. <laughs> um, and he has picked the Realmscape Geezers of Boiling Blood, which if I quickly refer to my uh, yeah. table. Uh, start of each hero phase. Each of your hero phases roll a dice on a six plus. A geezer explodes. Pick a point in the battlefield. Roll a dice for each unit within six inches of that point. On a four plus, the unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. On a six plus, the unit suffers D6 mortal wounds. So, an interesting wee something that might go off occasionally. Um, not, not too bad. And we'll see if hopefully everybody can remember it. That's the beat. I, I, I was talking Nathan. It's quite a game changing yeah. ability if it goes off. Yeah, on a cluster you, of hags. Yeah, if you <laughs> if you hobble your army, yeah, your opponent rolls a six. You're like, all right. If they hit like yeah. seven, eight units, averaging half them get hit on a four up, and then one's getting d six, which could be quite big because that could just be like, oh, my general's dead. Game. Yeah, I and mean, looking at the table, there's it's really tricky to pick something that's not gonna skew something one way or the other. I prefer yeah. the Realmscapes not to be used. Yeah. That's my thing. Because I think it is a lot of bookkeeping. Because, again, if your opponent forgets it and you remember... Yeah, how do you play it? it? How do you play right? it fairly? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I didn't have 100% record at Facehammer for remembering things. And um, it sounds like from listening to other people talking, other people at your shells in the pod and whatever else, other pods that we're not alone. So, yeah, I mean, so. it's still early days, but, yeah. There we go. Um, so that's game one, and that's Blood and Glory. So, interesting game one, um, four objectives to fight for. Hard one to win sometimes, but we'll see. Fire should make it um, <laughs> make it spikier in, in terms of damage, hopefully. So I'll certainly be looking to cast that old spell. So yeah. watch out, John Craig. <laughs> Got us. <laughs> um, game two it will be the realm in the realm of light, and this is going to be Star Strike. So, one of the uh, General Handbook seventeen missions, and this is quite nice actually. When you look at the the realmscape he's got here, he's now this was picked first, but it does tie in quite nicely. I think and it's Speed of Light, which mm-hmm. if I quickly find my light page. Um, yeah, this is start, a nice one. yeah, start your movement face road. Roll a dice. On a 6+, plus, you can pick up a friendly unit, remove it from the battlefield, set up anywhere more than 9 inches from enemy models that counts as their movement for that movement phase. So that's sweet when you look at the mission. Yeah. Which is the dropping uh, what are you want to call them? Comets? Objectives? Um, yeah, so that's some nice. That's a nice little combo there. So that, that should come into play, I'd imagine. Again, as one of those, if you're lucky to get the 6... Yeah, it could completely change a game just by the luck of rolling sixes. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be game winning potentially. So this was the command ability. If anyone remembers it, that's quite a command ability. Uh, fast protection cast. Oh, that's just a spell. Whoops. Command ability. Uh, strike quickly. Use this command ability. Start your hero phase. Pick a friendly unit within three inches of a hero or twelve inches of your general, and within three inches of the enemy. The unit fights immediately instead of fighting later in combat phase. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. Just means against your opponent, you're gonna on their charge. You're just gonna no, I'm going first. Which is what happens if you both do it? Player whose turn gets to choose the order. Okay. But again, <laughs> if you do it and your opponent then called it, and it's your turn, they'd be wasting a command point because their unit would probably be dead. Yeah. 
Unless they choose a different combat. Obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. <clears throat> we end up um, leading command points on that one, by the way, because yeah, if you pop it, if one person pops it and the other person's got a spare command point and it's their activation, they're almost always going to pop it as well, and you just go yeah. through your command points so fast. <laughs> There's some armies don't need them still. Quite a lot of armies there the weekend that don't really need their command points. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, okay, so game three is in the realm of death, and this is going to be relocation orb. Um, so it's going to be an interesting final game. Yeah, and I've never enjoyed relocation orb yet. I've not played it actually, <laughs> so this will be my first time. Oh, it's just—I mean, again, it's the roll of a dice is going to yeah. decide that whether or not the, the mission is going to go yeah. your way. It's a—it's uh, a tricky one, especially if you're a slow-moving army. Um. Yeah, it's a it's it's a difficult one. So being the realm of death, uh, this is the realmscape's eternal war, which is add one to bravery of all units. So it's yeah. the same for everybody. It's there you go. It's just, it just happens. Um, and the command the command ability is that basically uh, Nagash gets an extra forty wounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or whoever your general is, if you're a death player and you've got a horde of forty. Uh, Skeletons or something there sitting next to your general. Yeah. It's pretty nice. And the um, the spell is subtract two from the bravery if you get it off, so it's not gonna it's not gonna have as much effect as it normally would if you weren't playing that realmscapes. No, it's quite good for, for your list, I suppose, Nathan. With Legion of Blood you're debuffing the crap out of people's uh, bravery anyway, aren't you? Bravery, yeah. And the the realm spells themselves as well. You Quite can make well, a yeah. unit immune to rend. Uh, you can make a unit... So in my list, I could have two units immune to rend. And then you can make something immune to magic as well. Yeah. yeah. Realm of Light and Banishment's pretty good as well. Yeah. yeah. And so is the spell... Uh, is it Doom and Darkness? Is that the one? Yeah, another minus one to hit. Another, yeah. No, the one from Death, the one that's in the Realmscape book, it's like minus two bravery. On a yes, yeah. And the minus one hit on a, on a friendly unit as well, which is quite nice. Yep. That works really well on my list as well. The realms are really good for me. I can mm-hmm. use a lot of the spells in every round, but it's the same for everyone else. That's it. If you're not taking wizards, you're missing out. Yep. Definitely. Definitely mm-hmm. if you've got someone that can cast two spells. Yeah. The Necroquake, or, you see, or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. In times when magic's running wild, bring a wizard. Everybody can do it. I mean, we've all got allies points, and I know some people don't like magic, but at the moment, that's where the game is, and if you're not bringing a magician, if you're not bringing a, a mage, you, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage, I think, when the realmscapes are in play. So, there you go. So there you go. So that's the scoring and that's the uh, the um, the missions we've got. So we've, the lists have been released. Um, we've all had a chance to have a look over them. It'd be great to go through them all, and we have had people ask for that. But I mean, we'd be on here. We'd be we'd be on for hours. So what we have done is uh, we, we've had a look and we've we've picked our uh, top picks. Uh, I was just telling the guys there. Uh, I've I've employed. Um, a rigorous algorithm 
that have uh, applied across all all uh, of the armies um, <laughs> and they've been scored uh, from zero to five. Um, and then I've also um, assigned a, a, a grading for coolness as well, which is a little bit more um, uh, subjective on my part. So, um, so what I've got is all the lists have got a, a strength rating, and they've also got a, a rating of whether or not I think they're well themed or cool, which is the main thing I've looked at. Although it's open to interpretation and, and what one person finds cool. Another one might like a trick or whatever, so we're going to have a bit of a debate over that, and we're going to award our coolest army, uh, and we'll, we've got a, a nice prize for for the uh, successful person to uh, to give out on the day. So with myself, uh, just so people know how the scores have gone, um, I've ended up with three people on four point five points out of five, and then I've got nine people on four points, and the rest of the people are basically between. Um, Three and a half and two. So there was nobody scored less than two points. So there you go. We're in a good place. Um, I don't know uh, how other people have, uh, have worked things out and how many they've picked. Um, before we go into the lists, do you want to uh, each start with you, Scott? How many people have you have you tipped for the top? Um, so I've got four written down here. Um, but... I'm not sure. Yeah, but I've, I've not looked at like we were just talking a minute ago. I've not looked at the who's playing who round one, which is obviously a major. Yeah, <laughs> no, I haven't it, either. So I've kind of gone purely on the list. So yeah, no, I think yeah. that's fine. And, I, and, I, and I'd be surprised if we haven't picked the same ones. There might be one or two dark horses there that only one of us have picked. Um, so what about yourself, Liam? How many have you got up there at the top? I went for five because I think it's. Five people could be on five, uh, three majors. Yeah, and that's the people I think. Obviously, it's then obviously just matters on the strength of schedule from that point of who wins out of those lists. Uh, that's yeah. what I've got. And it's difficult to do a strength of schedule over three games because it's so random. Game one is ob- absolutely random, obviously. You game probably two... want a better, You want a good player game one, and you yeah. to win because then you're. In your mindset, they should then hopefully win their other two games. Yeah. And the same same with your second person. If you get someone that's a middle-of-the-road player, you beat them. Obviously, then hopefully they'll win their last game, or they might play the person you played game one at that point. But it, it is to- You can see the argument against it. I use it as a tiebreaker, and I have done. I think it works better over five games because it's totally out of your hands who gets drawn against your games one and two. So... I mean, I'm not advocating net kill points as as the first tiebreaker, um, but at least that way you can tailor your play style uh, to potentially you can give a try to get a win. So if it's net kill points, that's my issue. Net kill points is well, that again. Also, at the moment, because we don't have it like done. If you if I took a list that was like fourteen hundred points and I could still yeah. play with it, you're only getting fourteen hundred points out of me, no matter how much I killed yeah. you. So if I killed you table me, get fourteen hundred. But I killed half your army. You're only gonna get seven hundred out of me, even for you. You killed my whole army. It's interesting that the grand, at the GT final um, games workshop have ruled it that if you table your opponent, regardless, you get the full two thousand, haven't they? So yeah, I think that's quite an interesting. Um, uh, uh, I don't think that's a good thing because it encourages tabling. 
Yeah. I, it does. It just means rather than killing... So your opponent could have, like, one model left, <laughs> and you only get 1,400 out of them, but if you kill that last model, you're going to get 2K, 2K sort of thing. I think the idea then would be folk would just be like, nah. It's turn five, you know what I mean? They're just, like, tying up their stuff. And you're like, no, I've got to kill that model. I've got to get rid of your whole army, which is quite a... Yeah, it can be a, a bad like experience. It. No, I, and I, again, I agree on that one. It's it's a funny one, and um, and I think that there's a lot of different arguments. Sports is another one, which is a good one. However, you can get people voting for the mates if they happen to play them, or tactically not voting for somebody if they're playing them late on because they think it's going to get them the win. So, well, that was mentioned I'd, on just saying they mentioned about face hammer. We had people were swapping at the top, sort of thing. Mm. Uh, and I, I gave down for mine because we reset the game that I would have lost before I started just by having literally a brain fart and deploying wrong, which would have yeah. lost me the game. He went, rather than just taking the win from me, he could have got the major there. He says, no, we'll just reset. I'll, you can just redeploy and we'll play the game out. Yeah. Which, no, that's... in my opinion, what gets you a better, what gets you a sports? You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, yep. he's literally, rather than just taking a free win, and me tidied up after 15 minutes of deployment. He's actually getting a game. And it was, if we went five turns, it would have been really close. Uh, he was lucky, it was due to time we only finished on three, which he got the win out of. But I think it would have been a lot closer if obviously we went on for turn five. Yeah. No, that's pretty honourable stuff. So, no, I think that's a, a best sports point. Uh, well earned. Um, but yeah, I think. Probably should say that, sorry, in the howling, um, Mike is using. Uh, strength of schedule is the first tiebreaker. Yeah. If that's not clear, if that wasn't clear from our chat there. So. Yeah, I did that What's at Northern Invasion. Yeah. Sorry. What's his second? It's kill points. Kill points. Okay. Is it net um, or is it? Just what's he, what's he written it as? He's written uh, total victory points. So I'm, I don't know what that means. <laughs> if it's just killed or net. That'd be not sure. killed. Yeah, that'd yeah, be killed. You'd have killed, to say yeah. net otherwise. Yeah. yeah. No, so there we go. Um, and so again, and although there is best sports, you do vote. It's not part of the scoring. No. Which is the better way to do it. Same yeah, with painting. It's better if keeping you, it separate. If you've got your army painted, if you've got your listed on time and it's correct, then you're getting maximum soft score votes. And then it's down to the battling. Yeah. All this means you have to do is you need to win your first game and then continue to coach your first opponent and your second opponent before each of their <laughs> games to make sure that they do as well as they can. That's all you need to do. <laughs> and it may even get you a sports ball. <laughs> well, well, like, maybe it encourages uh, uh, nurturing the, the community and, and helping each other out then. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay then, so... Um, what about yourself, Nathan? How many have you picked? I was the same. I picked five. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it wasn't easy to pick five either. No, no I know. I like I say, I had nine on four, four points. So, and to be honest, a few of those I could. I was quite ruthless in trying to get it down to the three. We were joking okay. that there's more filthy lists at the Howling than there was at Facehammer. Like there's, there's a lot of filth. Yeah. 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 Well, I think uh, it's come, and I think having those, there's been a couple of tournaments that have released the lists recently, and I think that you can see the uh, the influence on one or two lists. So, okay, well, should I crack on then first? Um, and go through my three picks. Um, I'll just 
quickly go through uh, the list itself, and I've only got a couple of points I've written about each. It's it's not a great deal. Like, it was more of a commentary I gave as I went through. So so my first pick here is... Um, it's uh, My first 4.5 is David Nemeth with the grand host of Nagash coming from Haish. So he's he's got the big man himself um, with overwhelming dread, vile transference and pinions. He's got a necromancer. Um, bizarrely, I think, he's got the brooch on him, the Eighth Quartz brooch, considering, as you'll see in a minute, there's no extra command points. So he's only going to be starting with one and then having the brooch seems like a wasted artifact to me, but I might be missing something. I think um, he is just trying to get it back. I think yeah, it's literally yeah. just, if he's lucky, he'll get it. If he's not, yeah. he'll try next turn. Well, there's the so many artifacts out there, I think. But I don't know. Yeah. So um, he's got Fading Vigor on that guy. Then he's got a Cairnwraith. He's got three fives of wolves, two thirties of Grimgas Reapers. Then he's got the Portal and the Cogs. So, I mean, he knows what he's doing. I mean, I personally, I, have not, I hadn't looked at who he'd been paired against when I started this, but David often gets three wins and a lot of kill points and, and I just think he's, he's a contender. He has got a tricky first game um, but for me he's, he's one of my three picks. Um, maybe go through them like that and just at the end we can have a bit of a discussion and see which ones stand out. So second um, same again 4.5 I've got Kev Lowe um, our shameful, shameful chap with his badge of shame. Hopefully he'll be wearing it with pride. Uh, so he's gone for the Hammers of Sigma. Um, it's from Shimon. He's got Gabriel Shohart. He's got an Azirus with We Cannot Fail and the Godforged Blade. Uh, three fives of Liberators. Two fifteens of Evocators. Um, and then he's taking six additional command points for only um, <laughs> only spending the 1700 So, I mean, this isn't a one-trick pony because he's got two units of them. So, uh, I, I don't know. I think without effective screens, this is just going to walk all over any any uh, anything it faces. I mean, we'll maybe touch on this a bit more because um, no doubt you guys have picked up on this one as well and, and are going to have a few things to say in particular about the trait and artifacts because uh, it probably needs a bit of talking about itself. And then my final guy at 4.5 as well um, is yourself, Mr. Watt. So you've gone for the hammers. Um, you've got the Lord Arcanum on Griff Charger. We cannot fail again. Uh, you've took the, the Halo for a spell. Um, Windrunner. Um, you've got a Vexler with the Pennant of the Stormbringer and a Godforge Blade. And then you've got Mr. Shorthart as well. Now you've got 20... No, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this. Sequitors. Two fives of Judicators, ten Evocators, five Evocators, and two tens of Skinks. Um, so you've got um, two extra command points. I mean, this is just all kinds of filth, really, isn't it? There's some chaff screens there. Um, there's some resilient objective holders, and I mean, you're definitely going to be up there. Um, it'd take a, a pretty shocking matchup, really, for you not to be, I think. Um, so they're my three. Um, I don't know. Do you want to um, give me your, give us your top ones of a similar sort of brevity first, Scott, and then we'll maybe come back and, and talk through our uh, commonalities and see if there's any dark, dark horses at the end. Okay, okay. Um, so. 
I think, yeah, I, I didn't choose Kev because I thought somebody will, so I'll try and go something different. <laughs> um, so my first one I've picked is Phil McGuinness and his Deepkin list um, for two reasons. Firstly, I, I, I've not played Deepkin, so I, I'm not familiar inside and outside with all the nuances of the tides and the and, and the real tuning filth, but looking at the list, I'm, I'm seeing the kind of right name, the right words on the list, so <laughs> he's going Fwethin for his enclave, he's got Ethereal Amulet on his Eidolon of Mathlan, um, he's got Tidecaster in there, he's got well, he's got, he's got some Thralls for Battleline, um, so there we go, but the, the real bit that caught the eye is the 9 Morsar Guard, the 6 Morsar Guard, and 5 Cheeky Heart Renders in there, so He's got his punch, he's got his flexibility, he's got some bodies. Um, I don't know if it's completely top tier, but it looks nasty. And second point was, he did pretty well at Northern Invasion. Um, yeah. I don't know if the list has changed, I've not checked, to be honest. But So he, he'll know what he's doing with it, I'm guessing. Um, and that was that was my first pick, really. So, see what you guys think of that. Particularly Nathan, you know, you know the Eidolon pretty well. So the, the, the he's one, he's one of my picks as well. Oh, there we go. I think the list could easily go 4-1 in a five-game event if you do everything in the right order and you get decent matchups. There's no reason why you can't go 4-1. So in a one there, I, I think that he is more than capable of getting three wins, especially with the missions that have been drawn. Good stuff. Right. So my second list is you, Nathan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is yeah. <laughs> so we know this did well at Face Hammer, and I've been hearing horrific stories of what it's been doing in the warm up to to Howling. So, um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, there's Neferata, a couple of zombie dragons with vampire lords on them, Bloodseeker Palanquin, and some battle line. <laughs> five rules, five rules, ten zombies. And the formation court of Nuhal, Nuhal, Nuhlamia. There yeah. we go. And three command points. So yeah. It's fancy words. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and a, and a glass Smoke and mirrors. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's a massive bunch, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's only eighty-one wounds. You don't normally get that with death, but I mean, it's so so offensive, isn't it? It's eighty-one plus two d six plus potential d threes. So the wounds. You, you get them back every time. You get a wound back every time you kill a model. Nefrata gets two every time she kills a model. Then they've got three their chalice that heals D6. Yeah, three if it's a hero. So, mm. like, it's got a ridiculous amount of healing in it as well. Yeah. It does fall over to some stuff. Like, I, I don't know if it's capable of going 5 0, although it all face hammer. But You've just got to dodge the Stormcast players. Yeah, exactly. And there's too many of them. Too many Aberdonians wow, with sure charge. Oh, Stormcast is massive at this event. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's luck of the draw on a three-game event, though. I mean, ugh, I think you'll do well. You're definitely up there. You're a four. You even got a B from me for a theme. That's just because I took Neferata. I took your baby. No, no. I mean, you, you've took the, you've took the bloody battalion. I mean, that's, that's pretty funny. pretty good. But I, I, you lost points though because of the zombies. There's no <laughs> way I'm, I'm giving you. I'm no way I'm giving you an A. They're not even a B plus. I mean, <laughs> zombies. We're never at. It's not happening. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I interject. <laughs> cool. So, my third list of stuck with death, um, and it's JP. Yeah. 
James Garris and his Legion of Sacrament, which um, is uh, well, it's, it's very different to his last list, which was pure night haunt. Um, and I think he's he's definitely amped up the the power here. So he's got Arcan, he's got Guardian of Souls, Vampire Lord, Necromancer, um, as his heroes. So there's, there's plenty of power. The Vampire Lord is obviously very useful. Necromancer, obviously, with Van Hells. Um, Arcan does his thing. His battle line, five wheels, 28 chain wraps, 40 skeleton warriors, and then his, his, the rest of it's made up of two units of 30 Grim Gash Reapers and a cheeky command point. So there's a 30, a 30, and a 40 in there, bodies that can do an awful lot of damage. And yeah, there's a lot of bodies, isn't there? Yeah, and a lot of scoring. Um, and, even, and then there's 20 chain rasps, which, you know, they can they can go somewhere that they don't go and sit in an objective or whatever. So it looks good. Yeah, and they're yeah. going to keep coming back as well with the sacrament invincibility. Yeah. I don't know if Arkan's going to last long in this list though. If, if he goes up against anything with shooting, I mean, one of you literally, yeah, circle him with this, like make like a massive bubble where shooting can't get near him. Yeah, but yeah, he if he comes near up those against Jamie's ballistas. Yeah, that's what chain are for. Then is it chain mm-hmm. is just wrap him round maybe. Uh, yeah. Skeletons, you can use skeletons for. Yeah, yeah. maybe yeah, I don't know. I mean, if he's against Corn, Pestilence, Death of the Slaves list, I mean, and Van Hells is going to be massive here, isn't it? I mean, look at all those summonable units that he can throw that on. He's also got the Vampire, so it's plus one attack to a Death unit, as yeah. opposed to the Bat, so he's going to be able to get that on the whatever unit he needs. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel that it maybe does need Cogs. It definitely needs Cogs. It just feels that it's going to be really betting on that charge otherwise, because the movement 8 Grimgast, you're looking at you're wanting like a 7 inch charge, so you have 15 inch range, it's not got a big window of reach without the bonuses, because again it's going to have those heroes at the back of the board that like he says, don't want to be in range of shooting because any, losing any of those heroes he loses a lot, like losing the Necromancer yeah. Oh, uh, Necromancer's massive or the uh, Garden of Souls, because Garden of Souls is healing D6 on those Night Haunt units every turn as well Losing those is quite a big to uh, list, I feel. And JP's he's got a bye he... first game. <laughs> he's got John Harper. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's got a strong <laughs> list, though. Tried and tested list. So, would you take the Wait, cogs right, over yeah. the extra command point? What? Would you take the cogs, cogs over, over the that command extra command point? Because he's, he's got the space there in that list without even changing his yeah. I would then I would then take drop the item, the standard, for broach just for the chance yeah because he doesn't need because again if you get the command point back you could then maybe use it on arcan's ability or but pretty much yeah. every turn he's what he's going to be using it on is i'm guessing the vampire's ability but the problem is yeah. he's not going to have to reroll charge if he fails it because he's not got the spare command points for me it would have been two fives of direwolves over the chain rasps and then cogs and take the extra two command points at 1890 that's how i would do I would have probably even not took in the 40 skeletons. I'm kind of going off of them. I'm going off them because I hate playing them, but I still think <laughs> I, that they're amazing. He's still at 60, it, yeah. but he's got 60 gram gas on the list. You don't really yeah. need them for yeah, what he's wanting them for. You're literally, you would have been fine with three units of 10 of them or something like that as your battle line. And then I would even take another unit of grim gas because you could fit another. If you drop the 40 skeletons, that's another 20 grim gas. Mm. And then just split his chain rasps into two units of five or ten. It's definitely a list with potential, and yeah. I think it's only going to get better. Yeah. yeah. 
I think against a shooting army, though, it's going to struggle. I think, yeah. I think Arkans just, well, we've all played him. He's, he's, he doesn't hold up well to uh, being target priority. And I think at the army will also struggle with, it'll struggle against other armies that can hit it hard, like Dorzakane, that'll really shift it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good to have JP back. He was he yeah, definitely. for about it's a year. It's a good lad. I think, I think Six Nations 2017 maybe broke him, but he was he's he took a full year off AOS pretty much, so good to have him back. Did all right. He, he made a big, big dent on that whiskey on the uh, <laughs> Saturday night, I'll tell you. <laughs> he did well. <laughs> cool. Right, my last list, um, and I'm assuming somebody else will mention it, but I'll, I'll, I've got dibs. So it's Lee and his daughters. Yes. Um, so it's I don't think it's changed... Again, I've not checked, but it looks pretty he's standard. Changed, he's, he's changed, changed massively. Yeah, yeah, it's changed quite a lot. Oh, he's Hagmar, of course. He used to go, he used to go Drachey, didn't he? So, so uh, Medusa, General, Marathi, three Hag Queens, 20 Blood Sisters, two thirties of Witch Elves, and two fives of Heart Renders, and Shackles at the end there. So, um, Daughters have been doing very well, as we all know. Yeah. We've just, we just heard today they won Sydney. GT as well, so they're yeah. kind of cleaning up. And there's a couple of lists of Angel Core that are just scary as well. There's a couple oh, I've, not, I've not looked at them yet, actually. In the hands of a good player, I don't know if they can be beaten. They have all the tools. They're really, really good. So Lee is doing as well. My only problem with Lee's list is he doesn't have that spare command point in the start. Yes, that is and a problem. I yeah. And I think that's where if he gets hit... Early in any of his games, yeah, he's losing a unit. You you pick one of the one. blocks and you're losing it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to ask too much because I've obviously got it game one, <laughs> um, and I've, I outdrop it, and I've got ambush. So if you yeah. hit it hard, yeah, it's getting battle shocked big time. Definitely, if you played it, I think Nathan, if you draw him game two, I don't think he has much of an army left. Because he's not yeah. going to be able to attack the doppelganger cloak and things like that, and the other one's going to be immune to rend. How many so harbingers do you have, Stu? Four. Yeah, yeah, that can do the same damage. Definitely. Yeah, that's going for a unit of witch elves or yeah. the blood sisters against his pick. It matters what he has in range of the blood rat reduce as well. If you have a way of killing the blood rat reduce at turn one, he's not going to have that five up, five up. The five but up. My, uh, my, prob- my problem is if he dangles Marathi. I'm going to put Neff into it just because I'm going to roll six. <laughs> I'm just stupid. And I'll just go for it. <laughs> because I want to kill her with a one, I want a one shot. We wouldn't so, hear about it. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, I play for the glory and if I lose, I lose. <laughs> yeah, we've got a gentleman's wager, don't we? Whoever gets the yeah. most daggers in the weekend. Yes, daggers out. That was the price. I killed a frost out Phoenix, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, no, dagger's good. It's, I, I, at that Aegon when I did your great unclean one, I, I then went on against Tony Moore afterwards, and I did I did Voltornis with the cheeky daggers as well. Uh, you know what Tony's like? He's a really nice bloke, but he don't want you to explain the army. Um, and I uh, I just attacked him and just got him with the six, and he just said, "Oh, I didn't know he did that." I was like, mm. <laughs> "Yep." <laughs> so no, it was good. It was, uh, and then then that was it. I thought she was uh, unstoppable at that point. Two games in a row. <laughs> it was nice. 
But there you go. Yeah, me and uh, Nathan, we're going to find out who the true Neff is. So <laughs> we'll see so what's, how it goes. What's, what's the prize on offer then to the winner? Um, be some yeah, we need to get we need to get a dagger. We'll get onto Gary. We'll get it. Make a dagger. An obsidian dagger of some kind. Yeah. Oh, that's good. No, I've said uh, I, I was going to grudge him at Tempest, but he'll he'll be onto the uh, he'll be onto the deep Kimber then. I'm sure. Yep, I'll be onto the Unagi. All the eels. Yeah. <laughs> Masters, you want to get each other still? Ooh, uh, true, true. Yeah, maybe. So is that your is that your list then? That, that, that's my four. That's my four. So yeah, that's me. Okay. So what about yourself then, Nathan? I've only got one that hasn't been picked so far. So I'll start with that. Um, I've actually tipped Adam Turner. Oh, okay. I think that he's maybe went under the radar because he did reasonably oh, well nice. at Northern Invasion. With, four wins at Northern Invasion, yeah. 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 I think that was his only loss. In, in this kind of meta where we're at, the Karnoth Hunters will do a lot of damage. Yeah, There's not that much mortal windage kicking about other than the Epicares, and they get to reroll saves and stuff. Yeah, that's the the one. I don't know what Gurstrike does, though. Is that... Hey, uh, plus one M, plus one wound. Plus one what? Sorry, sorry. It's twos and twos. Ah, uh, right, yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's, two, it's twos and twos doing the six damage, so yep. he's going to come at you turn one, and it's brilliant for just slaying big things. Yeah, I can see I can see him being one of the ones that ends up on uh, three wins at the end of the day. Yeah, he really knows what he's doing, and as it's a one-dayer, he's, he's likely to be sober, so he's <laughs> yeah. going to do pretty well. I think the third game's going to be an interesting one. It depends what he gets paired against. That's what I've written down. Yeah. And um, and I can see him doing well. I can see him. He's against um. He has Martin to dodge again. all the ethereal ones. Well, he's got him yeah. turn one. Game one, he's against Martin, isn't he? With his um, isn't he against Nighthaunt? It's game one. Uh, yes. Yeah. Is he? Well, he played him at Northern Invasion, a pretty similar list, so oh, he, he knows is, the yeah. list quite well. He knows what he's doing against. He does know, and he's he's a you know he's a. I, I think he's he's definitely in with a chance. I've got him here as a a four B, so he even got a B for his theme. So yeah, he's up there. There's no theme there. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's 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 not Dreadwood, um, <laughs> and it's you know it's yeah I think uh, yeah it's it's all right. I quite like. I like. I think he's fell lucky with the um, with the missions as well. I think. Uh, is it the same list as before? It is. Yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. the same. Yeah, so Tuggy's yeah. back. Yep. Yeah, she's back. So, yeah, no, that's going to be an interesting one for that. I've definitely everybody that's been mentioned so far, uh, I've given a four to, except for the Deacon. Actually, I think I only gave that a three and a half, but um, maybe it's because I didn't quite get it. It could be better. I think yeah. Adam's problem will be is if he gets someone that has a lot of access to magic because of having the realm spells. Yeah, it could just pimp him out of that spot of actually doing anything. Mm-hmm. So I've have you got any Kev? I've not picked Kev. That's the one no. thing I wanted to say. Yeah. Because I Kev. think no, I didn't. Because I think that he's going to give a game away. He's going to tell someone that he's won the game, and then he's <laughs> yeah. just going <laughs> to... Nice. Yeah. He, he feels guilty for the filth, and, he and then he, uh, he, he lets them... He gives them the exit. I don't think, 
I don't think he says that we talked. He wouldn't make the same mistake he did at uh, Northern Invasion again. He won't yeah. give that away. His his oh. list has the potential to kill the world. So yeah, yeah, he should do it. two times over. Yeah. <laughs> so what about yourself, Liam? Who have you got that's different? Anyone? Uh, I'm trying to think about anyone different. I had Kevin. I had to say myself. I had Nathan. And then I had JP as well. I think, again, JP's issues we said is that his heroes might just be a bit too weak. Yeah. And then I had Greg. I do have Greg from Aberdeen as well. Yeah, yeah, Greg's his, his uh... list is a bit, his list is kind of like mine. It's very balanced. It has a bit of everything, but I think having the prime could maybe pimp him up against some matchups. Having the Ren free, you'll just remove quite a lot of units. It's the blisters as well. What does the battalion do? Sorry, I didn't uh, know what balance. Balance uh, was. The two, the sequitur, two units of sequiturs and two units of evocators are in it. Uh, if the evocators put their spell empower onto the sequiturs, they also get rerolled to hits. So they'd be then reroll hit, reroll to hit, reroll to wound, and reroll save from their own ability. That's all it does. Yeah. I think it's more there. there to drop the number of drops, though. Because he's yeah. not really maxed out. It's also the minutes. item. It's also the yeah, item. Another artifact. To take an, it allows you to take an artifact out of. Because with a storm post, you're forced down items and traits, which a lot of folks struggle with. But again, yeah, he's then got the Celestial Stave, the Staff of Focus, which will give the plus one to cast and plus one damage and the, uh, the, the, to his Comet. Comet, yeah. Again, you can, play someone, you can play someone game one and they'll just, they'll just smash it apart with the Comet and Prime. So game one, Greg has got... I can't see his name, where is it? Edit this out, Stu. <laughs> no, 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 you're, you're on. Keep he's, got, he's got Adam Rawson, there we go. He's, he's got lots uh, right. of pestilence. Pestilence. Skaven. He's actually got a decent matchup then against uh, the Skaven. Does he shoot all damage. off? Yeah. Yeah. And the reroll saves on the sequers is enough to get through the plague monks. I found anyway, because again, you just then use the ballistas and that to kill all the heroes, mm. and there won't be much heroes left, or even units, because the ballistas, if they hit average or higher, they hit on fives, will just go through things. Yeah, and then the evocators having four attacks each. One unit of five could easily go for a unit of Plague Monks on its own. Because they're getting no save back. Uh, he was definitely up there as a four with me. And he was a, a B-plus as well, because I thought it was a bit different to all the other Stormcast lists. There's certainly stuff in there. I think there's, se- there's seven people from Aberdeen, and five of them have Stormcasts, I think is what I had. Yeah. Any of them not have Evocators? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't uh, hear from Dave doesn't. Is he painting or building evocators, though? I don't think he is. I Does he have evocators in his Element Games basket? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Aberdeen anymore, it's Azir Dean. Yeah, Azir Dean. Azir <laughs> Dean. I, uh, I think at the moment, they're only 200 points, aren't they? Is it 200 points for five? Yeah. 200 yeah. points to achieve. So uh, for those people who don't really I know, don't know what they are, you've, you've and played against me, and that you've taken them off just as quick as I take stuff off of yours. They, they do come off quick. Yeah. Um, but for, you get for those people them. who don't know them, do you want to just talk them through what the scroll is there? 
I mean, no. are they just like a paladin? <laughs> are they just like a paladin? <laughs> why would they uh, give away? They do everything. Yeah, that's what they I don't jump. do is they don't shoot. No. Yeah. I mean, they're, are they a three plus? Four um, up. Oh, four up. And then threes four and threes for hitting. Yep. Um, uh, if, if they've got the staff and sword, it's four attacks, threes and threes, uh, one inch range, rend one, one damage. If they take the grand stave, which are two inch reach, they're threes and threes, no rend, but two damage. And then beyond that, at the end of the... After, the end atta- of the after, after they've attacked, so that means you don't get to react to it. So after they've attacked, choose a unit within three inches, you roll two dice for every evocator in the unit, and for every four up you do a mortal wound to that unit. <laughs> uh, and you just pick one unit within three inches of one model, and yeah. all of the mortal wounds go into that one target, yeah. So it's like I old school... The, I don't uh, think that'll be uh, FAQs. Like kind of like what the Volkites did with the shields. Yeah, yeah. that did get FAQs. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of people got the problem when you were flying 30 inches across the board with that yeah. one. Again, they wanted to stop conga lines. This isn't a problem with them conga line unless you play Kev's version. <laughs> it's not a problem with them conga line. The problem is, is that literally there's just a hero within three inches of one of them and you go, uh, the unit's just going, sap. That's your issue. I mean, the thing is, it keeps the tables true to the actual narrative that's going on in the box and things. I mean, these things come through. They come through strong, they come through at a, an efficient points cost, and you see a lot of them. And, you know, it, it just reflects what's going on in the story, so... It's actually weird they don't have any bonuses against Nighthaunt. That's actually what's really weird with them. Like, most of the new Sacrosanct all hate ghosts, I hear. They should have the a benefit against Nighthaunt, though. Yeah, but it'd be, it's quite weird that that's not, like, a, on a free plus against Nighthaunt. Can I maybe that's, maybe those 2d6 should only apply to Nighthaunt. That would make it a bit... <laughs> yeah, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> I, I, I think if they went down to one dice each, it would have to be on a free up. Because, again, it still wouldn't happen as often. But, again, it's technically better than Star Soul Maces. It's about the same numbers of what a Paladin unit was doing before. They only move five. <laughs> so the, they're, they're better than Retributors. The spell and the Dispel. The Dispel's the... The Dispel's the, the important thing. part. Yeah. 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 But they can only cast a spell on their scroll or the one from their uh, book that they get the access to. Yeah, they can't, they can't do cast, spell. Can't yeah. do realm spells or nothing. So they do get limited if that's your only wizards. Again, are you casting anything against Arcan, the Gash, and all that? That will be kicking about the board. It's a whole argument. The problem is as well for the Sure Heart auto charge. You can't react to it. No, for those people who don't know that, for every command point you spend. Uh, you get plus three to your charge, is that right? Yeah, for every yeah. unit, wholly within 12. Yeah. So you can bunch up your uh, your evocators, um, and you can basically, you, you drop them out of the sky, nine away, yep. and then you just spend a command well, a couple of command points, and you, you fly in, basically, um, pretty much. Well, no, you're not flying, that's the important thing. If they're flying, well, they'd be very powerful. No, but you know what I mean. There, uh, yeah. it's, it's 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 the cover in the ground. It's getting where you want them, and if you've got uh, something that you need to get around, you can uh, spend the extra points to run around things. So, like we were saying earlier, you really do have to be careful with your um with your, your screens. screens. So, yeah, if you don't have a screen to deal with them again, the, you can't react to them attacking you. 
because obviously everyone used to have like a hero three inch, like a dragon or something three inches behind their their chaff wall, so they could get to pal and attack whatever hit. It. If you do that now, they'll just kill the unit that's in comp. They've charged and they'll zap that hero or monster monster with their lightning because you're obviously within free. So that's the issue with that as well is they'll just shift things on their own. We all need fanatics like Donal was talking about in our last episode where he was yeah. uh, he was basically that yeah. uh, or that or if you're free guild the free company's ability oh, to yeah. shoot when you get shoot. charged that'll take same, that take. same with the, uh, the what they called them uh, wanderer archer women the sisters of the not the thorn ones what are the other ones called watch sisters of the watch sisters of the watch yeah they watch, get a yeah. standard shoot don't they yeah they yeah. don't do much for them, and they're expensive. Next job, oh. we'll AOS three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's there's a fair few there, but we're we're pretty true to the uh, the ones. I mean, there's there's obviously some strength in Stormcast, um, and there's a there's a couple of other things in the Death and Stormcast are probably our highest place things. The problem is that Stormcast are so easy access as well because most people are just using the Soul Wars box stuff. There's a, a very few people that are going out of that stuff, because, again, obviously that's the new, really good stuff. You don't really have to go out of that window. No. And daughters are up there. They're obviously strong. We've touched on that as well. So if you had to nail your colours to one mast, uh, what are you going with, Scott? Which which one list are you going to put up there? Oh, what's your dark horse? Oh. I'll, I'll say Lee. Um, it's not really controversial, but well, it is. He's got a big man for it. That's not. <laughs> of course, he's <laughs> using. So yeah, well, I'll change, edit that out, right? No, no, you're all right. Uh, I, I think he's, he's he's got a good strong list there. He's, I think he'll still struggle with the major against you. You've got the so bodies. Well. That's the more. Oh yeah, thing. that's it. I mean, yeah, he's. I don't think I'll go. Total, I don't. I think a major would be. Yeah, that'd be. Because um, he's got to split it up. That's the thing. If you think about it, if he's got to come at you, and you've got to shift, it's really difficult. Marathi's uh, hard for because Marathi can shift a whole army on his own. That's the problem, Marathi. Yeah. Because you don't have any shooting, you can't weaken her before she gets to change. No. But uh, yeah, it's well, well. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I've I've got a plan. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I'll be on a heating humble pie next. <laughs> Next month, I'm talking about how how over how undercosted hags are, like everybody else. Um, oh, that's fair. So Lee's a he's a good shout. What about yourself, Nathan? I need to go with Liam because he's <laughs> he's got practice of the list, it's exact same as what he's just played fourteen games with, and I think he has the best shout at. Um, strength of schedule for the event because Steve, while I don't yeah. know how well he matches into Liam, is a really switched on player. Um, yeah. He's more than capable of winning two games at this event, but even with his list. So I was I, I, I need to tap him. Yeah, I really didn't expect his list, but he knows what he's doing, as you say. Yeah. And there is a lot of magic in there. Uh, Skyfires, I mean, they're always dangerous. Um, That's uh, just so there's a lot of control. It's the three banners as well. Yeah, the three, the it's three, three banners. Essential. 
It's got potential for summoning in there and stuff, but it's so different to what he normally plays. So yeah. I was I was surprised. I was talking to him a bit this um, hour, <coughs> and obviously now that they are capped to plus one attack for having nine or more models, there really isn't any point in taking the unit of thirty. So it's either units of ten to maximise on the banners, chucking out mortal wounds for each wizard in range, or maybe going with a unit of twenty to do what the unit of thirty did, but more efficiently. Or matters what happens with this FAQ. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we need to see what's happening with their battle line and such. It's I think the fir- it's uh, the first unit that's ever done that that says it's battle line. I think so it's going to be battle line. Yeah. I totally agree. With you. I, I think, think it'll just be battle line if he's your general. Yeah, me too. That's what I'm saying. Together, yeah. yeah. In, in, even if in you're in siege, you'll still need to in have in siege as well. As well. Yeah, I think you you're going to need the Zangor Shaman as your general, uh, but. I don't think that's a bad thing for Zinch right now because they, they don't, don't the really Lord need, change anymore. They don't need the Lord to change. They don't need the longer range dispel. So they can afford to take things like increasing the bravery within a certain range for the Arcanite models on the Zangra Shaman. Um, yeah, I think that if they do that, you'll still see them. I don't think it'll make them any weaker at all. Yeah, that's good stuff. I think the Sky yeah, Shulk could be a thing now for as well. I think the Sky Shulk Coven could come back. Definitely. As cheap as it is now. And have you got a, a Dark Horse for a second place down there, Nathan? Uh, me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think uh, I, I, I'm also on the Lee bandwagon for his list. But I do agree. I think he's got a hard game one. So I think if your Lee get through, whoever gets through that game, if it's on a major, maybe has a chance in second place. Because I think regardless of where you finish, both you and Lee are going to be more than capable of winning two games. So for strength of schedule, it's going to be a good one. All right. And, and Liam, what are you going with? As I messaged him privately, I think Kevin's got it. I don't want to jinx it for him, but... It's such. He's. I, I would question, other than Andy being a good player, I'd question on how Kev loses game one. Or how much damage he would just be doing with even just mortal wounds against. Uh, uh, well, Andy. Like, even mm-hmm. on average, he'll take a Lariel off with the mortal wounds without even hitting her. He ju- 50 mortal wounds is average from the 50 man unit. So if he just pips up one higher, he takes her off. Yeah. And who's your Who's your dark, dark horse? Yeah I think um, Between obviously I, I wouldn't like to say myself I think I'd jinx it for myself to be uh, Again I would definitely say Nathan's up for it I think if he If he wins game one I think because a lot of people don't know what his list does He'll catch people out Definitely because it's so low drops as well. I think the four drops, is, as me and Nathan we talk about for death, seems to be their, where they're at. And that's why I've obviously, that's my new aim as well, is to be lower. Because death getting to choose first, and that, it means that they can just literally run at your opponent's army before they can put anything on themselves. Again, against any of the other armies that we're thinking that you'd have a problem with. Other than the, dodging the Stormcast players is the most important thing for him, which is obviously out of his control, but... It would definitely be the thing to do if he's able to. Because again, his kill points will be sky high and he doesn't give much away unless he actually loses a dragon or two. 
Because even if you lose one dragon, it's only it's only five four hundred points. Yeah, I'm going for that uh, most skill points trophy. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> it looks amazing. Yeah, I'm not going to get that. You <laughs> know. <laughs> no. Well, I'm, I'm myself. I don't I've... kill that much. No, I don't. I never. I haven't done for a long time. Uh, myself, I'm gonna. I've got Liam down as a as the winner there. It's similar to yourself. It's a strong list, and there's been a lot of uh, recent practice. And I think that going down to face hammer and maybe making one or two mistakes will will make sure that it doesn't happen again. I'm sure. So, so no, I think uh, I think I think you're in with a shout. My dark horse is going to be Mister Nemeth because I, I think he's. I don't know. He sometimes gets distracted by the wanting to kill things and and just gets somewhat dead. But uh, I think I think he's in with a shout. I know he's got a tough a tough game first, but I think if he comes out of that all right, I think he's going to do well. Who's he got so first again? He's got daughters. Oh, uh, king. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, he's, he's not, no, I was going to say he's. You'll still be rolling a lot of dice. That's what that's what kept him back in our game. Well, he still got the major, but we didn't. We only just got to turn three, so um, he could struggle to finish his games. To be honest, yeah, yeah. still a lot of attacks. Definitely because yeah. they re-roll. If they're hitting any units. The Grimgas are going to re-roll as well, which just takes up time. Which might go against them for getting a major game one because that yeah. kind of army needs to kill a lot in order to win it on yeah. the major. And he might not get enough time. What's it? The, that list is unfortunately still very defensive. Yeah. Nagash is a defensive build because you have to wait until people come into range of view. But if his opponent can jump him, that's a problem if he can get double turned. Because he is low drop, so I think he'll take turn one and just obviously try and push. But if he doesn't get, like, again, if you fail pinions or something on Nagash, Nagash isn't getting far across the board and then he's kind of stuck. Because then you'll be in the middle of the board, but you're not going to be holding any of the obje- your opponent's objectives, and then it's all it's going to be protecting yours is direwolves. Yeah, command points will be a problem. Because he has right. to spend on Muna Battleshock as well. Yeah. Like we said. Yep. Right, coolness. Here we go, folks. So we, we've we've touched on the uh, the top. So now we it's it's what what makes well what we like what we're drawn to. So I've got mine. I'm gonna go with mine first, and then we'll go around the boys. So now I only scored it as a three for strength, but it got the the only A in the bunch. <laughs> and this is a uh, this is Matt Rennie, um, and he's got the he's, he's got the the deep key army. Um, from, core, isn't he? From core, yeah. yeah, I mean this is it's Voltornis as the general. It's got a Soul Scryer and a Tidecaster. Then it's got uh, two sixes of the Morsar Guard, um, ten Thralls. It's got an Alapex, a Leviathan, and then it's got the Corpse, and then it's got some Shackles, and then it's got two extra command points because it's 1900, so it's got three in total. And I just love it. I mean, I think he's a hero. <laughs> I've never met the guy, like, but uh, he's got an Alapex. You played that with his fire slayers. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember. Ginger Lads, yeah. 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 He's uh, well, he plays brought, a club. He's brought an Alapex and a Leviathan. I mean Because you have to in the That's because you have to for that formation. <laughs> I know you do, but most people just sod it and go eels. And and I just think 
you know, he's going to struggle to win given some of the lists that we've seen. But I mean, it has my vote as the coolest army. He's got right. a turtle. It's less. Got I think it's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, I think you take a fair amount of people. All these <laughs> armies that have no save, you'll take off. I think he's he'll do well. Tournaments, and I don't think he'll have it all painted in time. I know that he was struggling to get it painted, so that's the only reason I didn't tip it because it is actually a really good deacon list. I I think it's he's got the three extra command points. He's got the shackles. He's got a pro a brooch in there as well. I don't think it's a pushover by any means. And, and so, he's, so he's going for the turn three high yes. kite and just chucking a heap of command points at the extra attacks of the Morsai Guard. He could have plus five attacks. Um, he has the brooch, so he could have plus infinite attacks, and yeah. it will be two units of Morsar and probably the Leviathan, because it doesn't say pick a Achillean unit, it's pick a Deepkin unit, and All that right. Leviathan does nuts damage. Yeah, so, I definitely that jaw attack if it gets extra. Yeah. So Look, yeah, that, that's my pick. That's my coolest one. Um, I, I just I can't wait to see it. I hope that's painted at least. And the shark, uh, it'll be nice. But what about yourself then, Nathan? What did you go with for your coolest? Obviously, we can't pick ourselves. Our yeah, own. the the Dimbles. <laughs> I went for Ian. Oh yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Uh, I, I can't wait to see him with a with a battle tome. Yeah, it's uh, one of the the guys I like to catch up with at tournaments because um, he goes to Aegon, and I played him at my second ever tournament. I played him at Cry Havoc, and he's just a lovely guy, and he's been playing the same stuff forever, and now he's got a book, and I think that's really cool. Well, I think I think someone's hacked him though because there's no there's no minotaurs anywhere apart from the Doom Bull. I know. I, know. <laughs> I, I gave him a B plus. I gave him a B plus. He, he got it. He's got 163 wounds there. It's got a new book. He needs to try some stuff out. Like, yeah. He's got a nice formation as well, the, the Desolating Beast Herd. Yeah. Uh, that extra attack on a, on a six, is it? I think, I think so, yeah. It's going to yeah. be new to him. I, I think he'll pick up a win. I mean, I'll be interested to see how it plays, but I'm shocked how different it is from his usual list as well. I mean, yeah. look at all those ungos. Then he's got I think I saw him on Twitter saying he needed to get loads of new models to make some decent lists. So, right. and he's got the Dark Walkers great great free as well. So there's shenanigans there. Yeah, ambushing. Oh, nice. Well, no, that's a good good shout. Good shout. I'll, I'll be interested to see. I I wish him well with it. Definitely. What about you then, Scott? Well, I went for uh, Sean McKechnie and his Legion oh, of Asgore. That was my number uh, two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's got it in the right realm, realm of fire. Yeah. The only thing letting it down is there's a lot of change sitting there at the top of the list as an ally. Oh, so. I'll tell you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same in mine. No, it's all right. It's, he's uh, chained up. He's a prisoner of the... Oh, OK. Yeah, oh. got lost. You got lost. Seeing that. That's good. But he's got. Um, I've, I've no idea what, it, what this does, by the way. But it's got twelve, <laughs> two times twelve Kadai Fireborn, which I'm reliably told are filth. Um, yeah. And yeah. You read the scroll twice, and you still don't understand why they're so good. <laughs> he's using the Rathmunger models. Have you seen these conversions? They're really good. Yeah, no, that's like fire slayers. With... That was for Rathmungers. Oh, was it? For, yeah. Oh, right. He's actually Kadai Fireborn out of the four right. old ones. Uh, he does have twenty four. He's not about Rathmungers at um, Northern Invasion, that's right. I only gave him a C, and that's because of a lot of change. Absolutely, <laughs> a lot of change. Come on, Sean. I mean, it's always good to see it, and, you know, he's pushed a lot of wounds into the list again, 157. Yeah. And But I don't know, 
I mean, I don't know if magic dominance is what it needed this list. I can't see that lot of change lasting personally. I think he'll need to be careful during the setup. I can, you'll definitely with last. Drops. Do you think? If you if you don't get if you don't kill that fireborn, they've got run in charge at movement eight flying. They're ethereal at a five up save, and they've got uh, they just, uh, two damage each. Uh, yeah, D three attack damage each. Three attacks or four attacks. Freeze and fours, no rend, D3 damage, free and reach. And they can chuck out mortal winds as well, like a mortal yeah, wind they, in there, can't they? Yeah. I hope he does well. I, I really like Sean, he's a really good lad, but the Lord of Change, uh, it didn't do it for me. <laughs> are, are magma cannons any good? There's, there's two of them in there as well. Yeah, they do mortal wounds, yeah. Do they? They just literally, they'll character snipe, because they don't roll to hit, they just do on a two mm-hmm. up or a three up they hit, they just go. Quite short range. They've got a minimum range though, do they not? Yeah, no. That's what the mortars do. The mortars, yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be fun to see it, and it'll probably be lovely, beautiful, all forge world, I guess, is what we're saying here. Yeah. The Lord of Change is actually quite good for because it's pretty much two auto spells and almost two auto dispels if he rolls well, or average. Yeah. Because he's going to block. His spells he's probably one off in Realm of Fire will beat Infernal Blades and Stoke oh, Rage. Stoke Rage yeah, on one that could die Fireborn units is just stupidly good. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. And he's got, looking at the draw, he's got Craig Ross game one, which um, I think Craig's running a sort of slaves style list. I've not quite not looked at it a lot, but um, Craig doesn't maybe come to a lot of tournaments, so maybe maybe Sean's feeling quite confident there. I don't know. Has he got the skin wolves, Craig? Does he? Yeah, he's got the skin uh, He's the ever chosen formation. The one, for, uh, the allegiance, the fist of ever chosen from Firestorm. Oh, is that what that is? Okay. And he's got a Warpfire Dragon as well. So. Yeah, I've said that. Yeah, I, I, I love Forge World game. It's a game yeah. of Forge World. He's got Dark Oath War Queen as well. I've not seen her before. Yes, yes, it's it's good. I, I love the skin wolves. Uh, there's some really nice models and war scrolls, isn't there? Uh, I don't know where the synergies are, but he's got a lot of really nice, nice ones. Yeah, I, I, I wrote that. I think it'll be vulnerable to an alpha strike with that many drops again, and not having the command points. And I hope it does well. And I do want to hear from him how the dragon does, because I do like the Warfire dragon, and it seems so cheap, like two hundred and forty points. It's, uh, it's, it's cheap for a dragon. Bag. Yeah. Yep. yep. Oh well, so what about yourself? That's that's all of us, is it? Just Liam. Just Liam. Oh, Liam, Liam. What's I yours? Sean What's as well. cool? You had Sean as well. Oh man, yeah. that's uh, that looks like uh, we're outvoted then. So I think yeah, if that's that two, cool that's already two. Uh, I've got one more that I've written down. I've got a couple more I've written down, but I've got one one more we could drop in then. Young Will Pollock. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's the a, baby blood, the baby murder host. He's born again hard, I think, is he? Yeah, yeah he's coming with a three times thirty blood letters murder host. Yeah, he's definitely going in the right direction. <laughs> I don't know if I'd have been tempted to break up one or two of those big blocks to get the full host and rack up some blood ties by throwing him into things. I hope yeah. he's all right. I hope he gets a good win. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's a good lad. So, in terms of the debate, then I suppose if two of you have uh, have picked one list, that that kind of settles the debate, really. And yeah, are we going to say then that um, 
that Sean's got the coolest army with Legion. Sean has the coolest army. Okay. It's also Legion, which is rare. You don't yeah. see Asgroth that often. It's quite a cool, actual. Uh, its abilities are really awesome, actually. I really like it. Yeah, no, it is good. Um, especially against uh, those flying units where the... Uh, it's pretty much, army has. It's pretty much the thing out of the Realmscape rules, isn't it, for Legion of Fire, where if you fly yeah. over movement six... I think he gets yeah. bonuses for being the Realm of Fire as well. No, oh, I like that. Well, well done then, Sean. You've uh, you've you've got yourself a, an award, which will will present or Michael present um, at the Howling from us for having the coolest army. What's, what's, that was the, the prize. The prize was the got... horn ones, wasn't it? Sorry, is our best painted army? Best painted for the horn. That's oh, for no. best painted. We've just given coolest. We're sponsoring, so we've got. Oh, yeah. um, We've got a, a, a £30 gift voucher for that fantastic Mills with free postage. So he'll be able to get himself nice. some uh, get himself some scenery or, or uh, something to uh, yeah help theme his army. So there's some great stuff over there. And, and Gary's been a really good supporter of the, the scene up in Scotland for ages. So, um, yeah, that's on nice. The note, on the, the topic of Gary, I just want to add a thank you. I don't know if he listens, but the... Um, Andrew, the boy I played at the club that's here in the Insight Impaired, his dad got in touch with Gary, and Gary's helped them out, get them some movement trays and stuff like that. I found out oh, last night at the club. Um, I, I got in touch with Gary about it, but he was busy at the time, and I'd forgot to get back in touch. But his uh-huh. dad actually got in touch, and yeah, that's him on his way now with some movement trays. He was at the club again last night, so big thank oh, you to Gary for helping him out. Awesome. Great Round member of the community. Yeah. yeah, well done, Gary. I know he's been um, redesigning his movement trays to include the dimples for magnets as well, yeah. so that should mm-hmm. be really useful. Because uh, mm-hmm. we're working with him at the moment on um, uh, getting some Northern Invasion Age of Sigmar Battle Reports themed movement trays um, made up for us to stick in a shop. Um, and we're just debating at the moment whether or not to have the branding embossed type thing or to have dimples for magnets and I think the way things are going that the magnet <laughs> magnet dimples probably more important to people than us sticking our logo <laughs> on anything <laughs> unfortunately um, but yeah we're getting there and we'll hopefully get some prototypes soon and we'll have a look at them and see what we decide before we start vlogging them but no that'll be good um, but no that's great if he's, uh, he's supporting the community like that as I say he's a uh, it's been good, so hopefully the the lad will uh, make good use of him and it'll help his gaming. Yep, helped last night. I think he was playing against Nurgle for the first time last night. So okay, yeah, oh, good stuff. Okay, well, um, that pretty much wraps up the howling. Um, now we've got a couple more normal things um before the face hammer we'll 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 get through those quickly and then we'll um we'll break ourselves and have a quick chat about the face hammer side and what we're going to do with that um but in terms of the next thing on what how about the six nations update scott have you uh have you got anything from that that we can talk about just now or are we uh not um, ready for that yet i guess we probably could of 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 um made the internal announcement um, but I guess this will go out in a couple of days won't it so yeah, we can drop in so the last um, the, the biggest update so we, we, we know where the next one's going to be Donald talked about that 
And in the meantime, we've been putting together bits and pieces to get the captain and the vice captain um, voted in for 2019. So that's on the back of a sort of chartered document that I worked on and just bounced around a few people. We chatted about it and just to try and get a bit of structure and how the team's put together. And we can talk about that properly in other things. I've not got that in front of me, but um, but the first thing to really do on that was to get the captain and vice captain in place and then we'll work on the rest of the team as, as the year comes to a close. So um, we had, well, I left it for two weeks. Uh, I think it was two weeks it was open for to, to put, or was it a week? It was after Facehammer, wasn't it? So it was a, it was a week after Facehammer to get your, if you wanted to be, nominated yourself for captain or vice captain or both um, there was no restriction there um, the only criteria was you had to be top 20 in the ranking and obviously be eligible which we'll, again I can talk about properly later but um, so we had a couple of uh, applicants for captain and we had three for vice captain and all of us put our hats in the ring for one of these so that's quite cool um, Liam and Mike went for captain, and the rest of us three went for vice captain. Um, so, just to announce it, uh, over podcast world, um, which may make out before I get on Twitter tomorrow, but I doubt it. Um, but yeah, so congratulations to Mike. He's the new Scotland captain for 2019 going forward. So, well done, Mike. And uh, myself, I was lucky enough to get elected vice captain. So... Absolutely delighted, and yeah, the, the clock starts now, really. Yeah, well done. No, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's good to get past it, and and so that we can start uh, as a as a nation planning for uh, planning for next year, and and um, I'm sure that I mean looking at the the rankings, and we'll maybe touch on that in a minute. Uh, there's a really strong pool of players up there this year, so. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure the the team will thrive, and um, uh, I'm sure we're all uh, all gonna. Now that the voting's out of the way, everyone's gonna get behind uh, get behind the team, whether they're part of it or not part of it. Um, but yeah, so well done, and uh, thanks for the admin. Ah, that's all right. That's all right. Um, yeah, I think I think the rankings has helped. It's that was it was kind of a. It wasn't the primary aim. Um, but it's been a nice little, almost like a sideline for the rankings to, to branch out into, is to um, help with the Six Nations um, transparency, if nothing else, keep it open open to all who meet the criteria. Um, we've, we've been pretty open about that criteria as well. So Yeah, and in terms, in, sorry, in terms of those players, those people who want to um, put themselves forward as a player, um, obviously, you touched on the chart there and the transparency, which is a really great thing. We've now got that. So there's the captain and the vice captain, and then the top four players in the northern rankings that are eligible out of the criteria. And then there'll be two wild cards. So for those people that are not um, in the top four in terms of the rankings, um, what I mean, they've got the eligibility criteria that's set out there in the charter, but there, you don't have to be of a certain position to do that, do you? Or are you? Do you need to? Yeah. You, do you need to be top twenty? No, there's there's nothing in the for a wild card. It's it's then it gives a bit of flexibility to the to the team to maybe plug a hole with somebody that might do a job or you know this however you want to look at it. There's there's a bit of flexibility there, so. 
So if anybody's like keen on being involved or taking part and is is uh, going to be reliable to travel and you know they can put some time in and things and they've attended enough events or they um, and and that's uh, three Scottish events. Um, if you're resident or a uh, previous player or um, uh, the Scottish ancestry. Um, and if not, if you're uh, just a supporter of our events by coming along to Scotland, it's um, it's four in a year. So if you hit those criteria and you want to in- be involved, uh, am I right in thinking you've got till the end of year to uh, yeah. submit your, your note of interest? Yeah, that's going to be it. It's going to run till, the, till after Masters pretty much and we'll We'll look to get everything probably in place. Certainly the top four players, that gives us the six out of the eight. And I haven't actually put a deadline, I realise, on the when the wild cards are settled. So there's potential to kind of extend it out maybe into the new year. Depends what we want to do as a team. So we can talk about that later. Maybe see after the FAQ and things. Yeah. So in terms of, let's say, is a theoretical, not putting you on the spot or anything. <laughs> so what if your top four players, somebody doesn't want to go? Um, does it go to the fifth player? Or... Yeah, so it just yeah. scales down the list. So okay. as, as players drop out for whatever reason, um, it just goes down to the next eligible person. So Okay, and that's where your auto-picks come in. So it... Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Oh, well, well, no, that's it's good to know, and, and hopefully people... Um, or keep an eye on the rankings and and again if you're in, if you're keen to be involved and um, then really put your name down and, and and join in and 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 contribute it it it's a good place to be at the moment it's never been as organised and and uh, yeah we've got a strong list so in terms of um, upcoming events then how can people score um, get themselves some some rankings points or qualify for the masters. Um, Yep, so at the moment... Maybe, maybe two... you mentioned that first, yeah. Yeah, there's only, there's only two events left. Um, well, yes, only two events left pre-Masters. So there's the Howling coming up this weekend in Stirling. And we've got 40-odd players. Is it 44, 46? I can't remember what, what we've sold out as. 42. 42. So it's, um, it's tickling 100 points now for first place. So really, really good for a one-dayer. Um, must be the biggest one there now. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Certainly this year, anyway. Well, Northern Invasion was 42 last year for the one day. So Mike was saying he's going to play and and uh, make it 43 or 44. <laughs> he broke someone in just just to get the title. So 100 points to win yeah, so there's still plenty of rankings points, and there will be movement after this weekend. I'm quite sure of that. Um, and then the last event is Agom in Kendall, which is start of November, um, and that's two dare thirty or thirty-two players, depends how they settle it on. Um, and that'll be again just over a hundred points if it's thirty-two. So there's there's plenty of points, and there's a good contingency going down from. Or a good contingent going down from Scotland, so there's, there's I think there's about ten or eleven of us um, hitting Agom. So the, again, there'll be some movement in the rankings after that. And after that, as soon as Agom's done, we'll be sending out the invites to Masters. Now, now you say that. However, you've forgotten one important one there. Oh, hang you've, on. You, you've <laughs> forgotten the the Orkney Shetland Inter County. 
which is the original Northern Invasion. We have an annual tournament up here called Northern Invasion, which inspired my tournament. So we're on Northern Invasion 6 now in Orkney, um, where people, teams from Shetland come to compete against Orkney. And we've got 16 players in a four-game event. So come Excellent. on, this is this is this is this is ranking points gold of the twenty something <laughs> ranking points to the winner. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think uh, we worked it out at something like forty four. So, oh, yeah. it could make a difference, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, in all seriousness, um, one of the great things about the rankings that uh, any local event that you want to submit the rankings from. That hit a certain threshold. Is it eight players? Yeah, eight players. Um, then people can do that and get themselves into the mix. And obviously, it's scaled. So if it's a smaller event, it doesn't score as many points. But I think in terms of qualifications and things like that, if you play locally and you play in events and you start submitting to the rankings, there's no reason why in future years you can't start applying. Um, for membership for the team and things, so don't feel that you have to travel across the country. Um, no, that's it. I mean, the whole point of it was to encourage more games, more tournaments, more players, and feed off that. Make the team the kind of highlight, the pinnacle of the of the, of the season, the end of the. You know, that, you know that's that's going to happen with the way it's been timed with the handbook. Hopefully, so it'll be the end of this handbook. Yeah. So it's the absolute pinnacle at the end of this, call it a season, call it a year, whatever you, want to, whatever you want to call it. Everyone's played a lot and, you know, rather than being the madness of this year, it's, it's a bit more sensible next year. No, that's good. So when are the invites sent out for the Masters then? When um, are you thinking it's going to be? As soon as possible to give focus enough time. So it'll be as soon as I can do it on the, <laughs> the following week from AGOM, yeah. basically. And it, I mean, there'll be a few... There'll be a few folk that we know that they're in, and we can work out who's got potential. So I can give the nod to certain people that you know, like you've got a long way to travel, etc. So if you're still in the mix, which you should be, hopefully. Well, um, I've booked a room, so I better bloody. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I've got, I've got. Yeah, I'm relying on beating Shetland in the county just <laughs> just consolidate my place. Are no, you going to go uh, to that one, Liam, in Orkney? You'd be the only person to have went to every tournament in Scotland this year. <laughs> Bring in the ringer. Yeah. He's still, he's still there, Liam. Oh, well, edit that I struggle. There we go. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's I think I'd struggle. Yeah. I struggle to get to that one. I did put it in the maps and I was like, ooh, that's a, that's a good drive. <laughs> no, it can be a challenge. Um, but maybe Liam, next year. Liam, you've got an event as well coming up, or are you talking about it on the chat? There's an Aberdeen store event, yeah, on the second, the tenth, I think I said of November. Oh, twentieth. The Aberdeen store. Twentieth. Tenth. I think so. Second uh, week of November. All ah, right. Okay. So there's um, there's there's options for people there if they need some another event. There's a couple of us that are going to come down to that. I think I think me and Eric are keen um, from up here. Um, he may even have his Aki on. That's uh, Eric's list that we went through earlier. So um, you never know. So the other thing, just to say, pre-masters, post Agom, and uh, well, yeah, post Liam's event is Winter War, which is run every year by Dwarf 
in Dunfermline. It's not a it's not a ma- it's not a ranked event at Dwarf's request. It's a charity tournament, etc. Multi system. Um, so it's not rankings points available, but it does come two weeks after they gone two weeks before Masters. So there's potential to try lists out there or get some practice in whatever you want. You won't get your points for it. It's still a Scottish event though, so you tick that box for yeah for for you know eligibility etc. So. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll hear about that more in the future though. We're still waiting on John to get the final pack out for that. So, mm-hmm. so if once you send out your invites, then how long do people have to um, pay the fee and secure yeah. their space? Because and we're going to have to make them do it pretty quick. Otherwise, we're going to be exactly. people at the last minute. You're going to have to give them a pretty quick turnaround to say. I think so. Yeah, I'm going to be quite pushy on it with myself and Mike. I've been drafting out a pack. Mike can't take part, obviously, so he's sort of offered his services for um, at least writing the pack. Um, so we're, we started doing that a while ago, just need to get back on it and get it all ready to go. But we'll get the pack up ASAP, to be honest, once we've you know, thought about it a bit more and gathered some of the thoughts on it, just to make sure everyone's going to be happy with it. It's going to be as pure gaming as possible to really separate the, the cream at the top. So... That's that's the plan. But yeah, you're right. We need to get a quick turnaround, yes or no, and yeah. give the next people in line option to say yes without being last minute. I'm sure it'll be obviously tournament shenanigans as it always is, but we'll try and make it as smooth as possible. Yeah, no, I, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully I'll get there. I think I, I think that the top, I don't know, the top dozen are probably pretty safe, aren't they, at the moment? Um, I'm guessing so. I've not looked at the map. After Howling, you will be top. Yeah. yeah, I mean, all the people that are kind of at the top aren't then going to Aegon, which yeah. then the number won't change that much. Yeah, yeah. It'll, be a lot, it'll be a lot simpler to kind of project it. So, yeah. No, that's good. Looking forward to it. And this and will the be my best. The sorry, most important bro. thing is we're getting Gary to um, get a nice uh, first prize for that as well. He's the he's the go-to guy for for prizes, but. Chatting to you, Stu, there's a couple, another plan as well to get something yeah. that's a bit more permanent for the um, for next year's master to, to to win from this year's master. So there'll be there'll be two prizes. Yeah, no, I think Shield that's a good touch. Then, uh... Yeah, some some that you get to keep. Yeah, some that um some that's more of a fixture, and uh, you get a name on it rather than you get to keep it. So it's something that uh, or you get yeah, keep it handed down. Yeah. 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 So it's good. No, oh, I'm liking it. Um, you never know. With all these new people and all this new interest, I might not get to many, many masters, so I'll enjoy it well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Certainly won't be getting my name on the shield with Manfred in my list anyway, so I'm going to have to rethink that. <laughs> so um, have we got any... You said Tempest. That's Are we sold out for Tempest yet? How's that looking? No, we're not. We've, we've only sold about half the tickets, so there's there's 46 available at the moment. That was what we had available last year. I think there's about 23, 24 sold. Um, so there's still plenty of spaces. Um, speaking to a couple of the guys down at Facehammer that we bumped into, so it sounds like there's maybe a potential Liverpool uh, interest in coming up. They just play guys, and there's there's a few of them. Potentially, so we'll see. Nothing's been bought yet, but that'd be that'd be great if they can introduce themselves to the Scottish, uh, the real hardlands. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll be an in- interesting mix of uh, people there. So, um, still, still plenty of tickets available. So, if you, want, if you want to guarantee it, buy it soon because there will be a rush soon, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. As soon as you you get closer to December and people look beyond Christmas. Yep. And then we've got Fall of the Old World that Kev's running in March. So yep. tickets are available for that, I think. Oh, yeah. Been available for about eight months. A year. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we've not got anything in for February yet, have we? And I, no. I, Well, we've got the date now for the next Northern Invasion, so um, that's in the middle of July. Middle of July. Yeah. So is that 14th and 15th? I'm asking you. 14th and 15th, I think. I think that's is. what you have it as, yeah. I yeah, said I was so, going anyway. So. Yeah, well, we've got it booked, so the venue's booked. Um, so not releasing tickets just yet. Um, uh, I've got to, got to bottom everything out. I'm still working on the finer details and deciding whether or not to include food. Um, just because I've had a couple of people who've, who've uh, suggested maybe not doing so. I don't know yet. I've I've got a few bits and pieces to do before I release tickets. Um but that should be a good one. We've already got um a few people um in terms of commercial partners keen. Um and I'd really like to see us streaming things at some point. So I'm definitely working towards that. Um yeah, should be good fun. Okay. Um so Beyond that, I suppose talking about streaming and things, our patron prize for this month, um, we've got a, a pretty epic model um, from Cromlick who've uh, given us a, a model to give away. So last month was the um, the brushes from the Army Painter, and before that was a, a bridge from Resonarium Bridges, and this month we've got um, it's uh, it's the big Rotten Butcher model from the um, the guys over at Cromwell. So it's a big, a big resin beast, and I suppose you can use it as either a big demon prince or a a smaller, great unclean one. But it's a nice looking model, and um, I, we we got one up here, and we've been using it in some of our battle reports recently. So it's nice; it fits in well. Um, cool chaos giant. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So. So uh, we'll be we'll be doing a draw later in the month for that. Probably towards the end of the month. Unfortunately, I'm away. Well, unfortunately, fortunately, I'm away. Um, so I go away on the Monday after the howling, and I'm away for three weeks. So uh, I'll probably not do the draw till I get back. So it'll be right at the end of October. Um, but yeah, so everybody who's a patron, uh, a podcast patron, will be uh, in a in the hat for that, and we'll. We'll do the draw, and I think if we get another four, or it might be five, because we we had a one one leaving our ranks this month. But um, if we get another four or five, um, we'll get up and hit the um, the goal for the streaming side of things. So we'll look to start trying to stream some of our events up here um, and doing the video battle reports. So that should be good fun. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Right, and I think that's us through most of our uh, agenda. Obviously, we've got the face hammer stuff, but um, we'll definitely be splitting that out, I think, um, given how long we've been chattering away tonight. Um, but thank you very much to everybody for, for joining us. Um, any last-minute burning things you need to tell folk about, guys? 
Scott? No, I think I'm I think I'm done. Nathan? Dragons eat stuff. Dragons eat <laughs> stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> to be continued. Yeah. What what about yourself, Liam? Anything burning? No. Ah, Black Knights. Stuff. They're awesome. Black Knights to the way they're my I had a, another thing here because one of the other things we got asked about was which unit do you never leave at home and which one should you always be there with and mine was Black Knights. I don't think I've ever not took Black Knights. Um, I think there's so much to them and now that you can respawn them, uh, even a unit of five if you buff it, ah, it's a great, great, great little unit. Anyway, thank you very much for that. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, we're gonna leave you there. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. Pop the magic dragon Lived by the sea And frolicked in the autumn mist In a land called Hanali Little Jackie Paper Loved that rascal Pop And brought him strings and sealing wax And other fancy stuff Oh, Puff the magic dragon Lived by the sea And frolicked in the autumn mist In a land called Hanali Puff the magic dragon Lived by the sea And frolicked in the autumn mist In a land called Hanali Together they would travel on a boat with billowed sail. Jackie kept a lookout perched on Puff's gigantic tail. Noble kings and princes would bow whene'er they came. Pirate ships would lower their flags when Puff roared out his name. Oh, Puff the magic dragon. By the sea and frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Hanali. Puff the magic dragon lived by the sea and frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Hanali. A dragon lives forever, but not so little boys. Painted wings and giant's rings Make way for other toys One grey night it happened Jackie Paper came no more And Puff, that mighty dragon He ceased his fearless roar His head was bent in sorrow Green scales fell like rain Puff no longer went to play Along the cherry lane Without his lifelong friend Puff could not be brave So Puff, that mighty dragon Sadly slipped into his cave Oh, Puff, the magic dragon Lived by the sea And frolicked in the autumn mist In a land called Hanali Frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Hanukkah.